This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. Grandmother had an island. Nothing to boast of. We could walk around it in an hour, but still, it was it was a paradise for us. One summer, we went for a visit and discovered the place had been infested with rats. They'd come on a fishing boat and gorged themselves on coconut. So, how do you get rats off an island? My grandmother showed me. We buried an oil drum and hinged the lid. Then we wired coconut to the leader's bait, and the rats would come for the coconut, and bang, 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 they would fall into the drum. And after a month, we've trapped all the rats. But what do you do then? Throw the drum into the ocean? Burn it? No. You just leave it. And they begin to get hungry. And one by one, they start eating each other until there are only two left, the two survivors. And then what? Do you kill them? No. You take them and release them into the trees. But now they don't eat coconut anymore. Now they only eat rat. You have changed their nature. The change in your nature indeed. It's episode 149 of Behind the Schemes for April 24th, 2023, and I got two massive fistfuls of coconuts here for you. This is Booberry Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from the bereft coaster, we have plenty of rats and plenty of coconuts. Uh, my name is Lavish. And we're super excited to announce that we got some special guests for tonight's episode. It's Joe and Jen of the Legit Bat Podcast. Yo, yo. What's up, oh, guys? Oh, is that where we talk? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Perfect. Only if you choose. Only if you choose. Love it. Yeah, thanks for having us, you guys. It's been a, it's been a bit since we've talked. 
Yeah, I was. I didn't think to uh, look back in in y'all's feed. When was that? Um, the it was the sh- end of September, or start of October. I thought when we went on. Yeah, show. it was. It was definitely back in the fall sometime. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> nah, nah, nigga. That's our uh, boostergram sound for tonight. Uh, is uh, Mary Kate Ultra going? Oh my. <laughs> wow. Oh no. All right. Awesome. Mary Kate in the house always. Yeah. Uh, how y'all been? How was your uh, How was your winter into the coming spring? Dude, it was like the longest winter I've ever had, and I've lived in California my whole life, and it was insane. We get snow here maybe once every few years, and we got snow like four times this year. Yeah, like the rest of the fucking country. Are we allowed to swear? Sorry, but it's normal to get snow. Everyone loses their goddamn heads when it snows here one inch. School's canceled. No one can drive anywhere. There's car accidents everywhere. It's super funny. I'm from the East Coast, so I love seeing people try to drive in Northern California when it snows. Yeah, we're not set up for that shit here. The trees even fall apart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to censor y'all in live, uh, real time. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> right. <my>. We'll go <laughs> back and fix it in post. <laughs> what, uh, if you don't mind me at risk of doxing oh, you, like my. what part of California do you, uh, do you live in? Oh, at this point, everybody I think knows where we live. It's uh, about. Two hours north of Sacramento and two hours south of the Oregon border. So yeah, the Redding area. Uh, we're right at the oh, okay. the very the taint of the Pacific Northwest. So, and that's a good way of putting it. Or the true Northern California, as they they often call it. Spent a lot of time exactly. up in Shasta uh, as a kid. Nice. All right, yeah, yeah, that's so you know right where we about. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a lovely place to be. And I actually flew over it not too long ago and saw that. Yeah, it was coated coated in snow. And that, uh, or it was—it wasn't coated in snow actually. When I went over, I saw pictures of it, and then when I flew over it, I saw that it had been filled the the Shasta Lake, which, as you yeah. know, has been below 120 feet for, you know, Lord knows how long. Dude, it was yeah. crazy. A couple of years ago, it was so low there was uh like ruins of shit down there. I don't even know what it was, but there's like uh, old stuff down there, like scaffolding and shit at the bottom of the lake, and it was protruding because the, the lake was so low. I've mm-hmm. never seen that in my life. There's, a, I think, at least one old town that they had to abandon, and then there, there's whole sections of forest where they actually didn't bother cutting down the trees. And so when you when the water gets below, a sort of a dead forest rises from the water. Yeah, it's nuts. Hmm. Cool. Well, how was your guys' winter? Besides just trying to, you know, wake up every day, figure out what's going on, and uh, deal with all this shit. It's cold as how, fuck how in the miniocalypse. <laughs> just nonstop Still? snow. Uh, actually, it was snowing. What was it? Friday, Saturday, uh, and Sunday. Jesus, it's like eighty degrees here now. It's supposed to be ninety next week. That's going to be great. Take it I, off. I feel for you. Uh, I'll get somewhere warm soon, somehow, some way. God damn it. Yeah, just come out here. We'll barbecue for you. Yeah, this is actually a cool area. It's 110, 120 in the summer. There's almost no fall or spring, but when there is, it's great. And then it snows sometimes, so you get the best of both worlds. So you can travel, I don't know, 45 minutes east, north, or west and go to snow if you want to in the winter, but there's never snow here. And then you can... You can grow stuff in the spring only, and then in the summer, it just all dies. It's almost impossible <laughs> to grow a garden here. I suck at it. I'm trying so hard, but I'm from 
the Midwest and New England. Like those are the places I've lived and grown a garden. And here, everything just fucking fries. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with the heat as opposed to over there where you deal with the cold. Yeah, or just humidity. There's no humidity here either. I don't no. know. I sound like an old person just talking about the weather. I'm sorry, but we're trying to grow food. We're tr- we just built a garden this weekend. It was amazing. We planted tons of stuff, and I'm just worried about it dying. Yeah, Jen always knows when it's about to snow. Her knee acts up, and her, her arm up. gets sore. And- <laughs> that, no, that does not happen. <laughs> I wish it did. In her ear. Yeah. Dude, that would be amazing. If I could know when it's going to precipitate just based on my bones alone, it's like a psychic power. I would love that. I mean, you can usually tell around here when it's going to precipitate because there's trails all over the sky and then magically it's overcast the next day and rainy. That does happen too. Pretty nice. Give us a heads up. I saw those in full force. Uh, It was right before we had uh, all that shitty, sleety snow. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Did you guys capture any of the snow like in a container and see what it looked like when it melted to see if it was real snow? Have ah, you seen those weird, I those weird posts going yet. around? Uh, Dude, there's some weird shit. It was back in the uh, in Texas in that weird freeze they had. And I think 2021, they had that out of the blue fucking like freeze in the middle of Texas. And they were people were holding lighters to the snow and it was like turning black. It wasn't melting like it was water. It was <laughs> yeah, very the, strange. The melting that. snow. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that shit to believe either. It's just videos on the internet, you know. I mean, but. they do that on on mountains too for skiing. They make snow, so you you know they can do that for anywhere they in the whole country. Typically, make snow by using water, though. They shoot it out of a cannon thing and it freezes it or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but or a sprinkler system. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But plenty of uh, like fake uh, snow that they keep up with in Tahoe. I'm sure you guys have probably spent a little time there, but oh, yeah, in I've the springtime, been there all that snow is fake. Yeah, it's cool down there, but it's uh, it's pretty bougie for me. A lot of rich people. It is now, that's for sure. Mm. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the uh, with my node, but uh, let's go ahead and get in. Uh, so, folks are sitting in some boostergrams, but the the uh, the IRC cacophony is not firing. I'm gonna try and dude, Booberry, slow down. I'm an old guy. Uh, what the fuck are you saying right now? I didn't understand like four of those words. Uh, we have it set up so that when people send in donations to the show, it'll oh fi- my. like that. It'll fire off different sound effects, but the machine that runs it, I can't get it to connect currently. So I'm like low key trying to tech it in the background, figure out what's going on. Um, well, you're going to be much better at that shit than me because just for all the listeners out there, um, Booberry sends me crazy oh stuff. My like that and uh i have no idea what you're talking about half the time you got to explain yourself more dude he's like uh <laughs> this po- podcasting 2.0 thing and here's a, a podverse i did download podverse so i know what oh. that is but the uh all the technical shit you and skidmark both are so much more on top of this technical the, the tech end of this i'm like no i know how to open zoom and record that's pretty much it well, I am I am very grateful to you both, and uh, am excited to to uh, have y'all in the split for this show. So, what this means is you've set up a Bitcoin Lightning wallet. Lightning is transactions of Bitcoin that can happen inside of open transactions, basically. So, you know, we have this agreement that we'll have. Um. I don't know, 0.0001 Bitcoin 
uh, between ourselves and we can freely spend the Bitcoin without having to pay all the heavy transaction fees that you would normally see, like the gas prices and stuff like that. Nice. Oh, gotcha. So what the podcast and 2.0 stuff breaks down to realistically is your RSS feed, which contains all of the information for your show. There are new tags being added and new apps being programmed or coded that will react with a lot of this new stuff. So there's um, in something like Podverse or Fountain, which is another new app, you'll you'll see things like chapters. So there's time stamps in the episode with titles and uh, show art. If you if you want to put something in there, and you can do outbound links to uh, show notes. There's transcripts. Um, you can tag people inside of the episode. So in Fountain, I'll um, I'll get y'all to send me over your show logo or I can go find it. And then there'll be a little button with your face on it. You click that. It'll take you to the link tree for legit bat as an example. So, nice. re- so realistically, it's just a, um, a whole new set of tools for your RSS feed. And one of those is being able to set up a peer to peer financial system that exists outside of PayPal that exists outside of Patreon. It's set up right now so that, I have a Bitcoin node running in the other room and it handles all of these payments of Satoshis, i.e. Uh, actually, technically, a Satoshi is one one hundred millionth of a Bitcoin. It's like the pennies in Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a few uh, a few Satoshis one time. I, I made at least $100 on it. It was great. It was a great financial venture for me. Oh, yeah. The, the HODL strategy. Yes, indeed. Where you just hold <laughs> on to it. Yeah, yeah, ho- ho- holding or whatever they call it. Total. Uh, it's just a incorrectly yeah. spelled hold. Just the D, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know, uh, Booberry, you know that if you're receiving payment for your show, that makes you a huge shill, right? Have you heard about that? You know that you're a, you're a grifter and a shill now for making money on a show. There's something sick about it. It's okay. <laughs> I, I think the uh, baptism baptisms by goat blood is more than enough to shake any preconceptions people may have about uh, receiving producership for a show. Yeah, you should be good. <laughs> um, I love. Yeah, we were just talking about that. People getting mad about people making money for their show. Why wouldn't you want to be happy for people making money doing something they love? We should all be excited for people who are getting donations, who are making money and doing a great job. Be fucking happy for them. And we're we're very upfront about everything that comes into the the show. I mean, all of the producer credits are listed at the top of the show notes. Um, and usually, yeah. whenever we spend the money, we usually announce on the show what we're spending it on. It's extremely transparent what we do with the funds, and and m- more importantly, it's how you make the money. You we get it directly from people who listen to the show and who want to be a part of it, as opposed to from you know advertisers or my pillow yeah, or whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's how it should be. That's awesome that you're transparent about how you spend it. But honestly, at the end of the day, when I've donated money to shows, I don't care how they spend it because I love what they're doing and I'm happy that they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And that's I look how at people it, should donate. I look at it as buying, buying a friend a beer. Like, yeah. Are you going to give somebody shit because they're like, that guy bought you a beer. You shill. It's like, what? <laughs> no, he's yeah. just, we're friends and he bought me a beer. Uh, we do have auto ads on our show, but that's just because it pays, basically it pays the internet bill and the zoom bill every month, which is how the show is made. So I don't, 
I'm never going to apologize for that. I'm like I couldn't get enough people to sign up for you know Patreon or whatever else. So put auto ads in the show and it pays. It pays. The we bills don't really for the show. try though. We don't try to advertise or like try to get no. money on the show. If we did, I I bet we'd get more. But that's not what what we're trying to do. But it doesn't mean that it's bad when other people do it. I don't know. We've just heard a lot of people talking shit lately about people making money on shows and how dumb it is. And yeah. that's completely wrong. Wrong mindset. Well, the only, the biggest thing about us not having the, the ad stuff at all is just because we're, we are uh, allergic to censorship and we're just, we do everything we can so that we can have complete creative control over whatever it is that we're talking about. Oh yeah. No, that's oh, why yeah. I went the way I did. I, we don't have an actual sponsor per se. It's not like right. I get paid to, to plug my pillow or something. It's auto. <laughs> it's like radio where it's the auto ads. They just stick them in there. Yeah. And ads for the like, COVID vaccine. Here's and- <laughs> a cut for you. And I don't even know what the fucking ads are about because they're based on geolocation and other things. So I have no idea what the ads are, but they, I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. dynamic ad insertion is what it's called. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, but I, one final note that I just wanted to, to let you all know about is that the, the way that we split up this Bitcoin, it's hard coded into the feed. So not only are the boosts, uh, or AKA the Satoshis that are coming in tonight being sent to y'all automatically, but forever until, you know, that wallet closes or whatever, um, any, any boosts that come into this particular episode will get split with y'all. It's like a permanent royalty. Almost. That's super cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you're yeah, going to have to set that up for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woobs is the guy. You know, the, the reason why everything he says is so technical is because this man does this every single day, seven days a week, and he has for a couple of years now. So don't feel no, too I bad. No, I respect <laughs> it. I, no, I don't feel bad. I feel retarded half the time because I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but I believe you, and I know you know what you're doing. Half of these words were made up in the last year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like we literally mix shit up and then it just sticks and then now it's a thing. So, (laughs) Hey, isn't that how all words started? They were like, uh, it sounds like this. This is a tree. It's going to be called tree. (laughs) Yeah. You're not just uh, content creators. You're culture creators. You're uh, leaving your mark. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Culture creators. We're almost like the CIA. Almost. A little less evil. (laughs) Except for you're not really experimenting on the population, I hope. Well, that would be the idea. We all I experiment on myself, but not on others. Look at what MK Ultra is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh let's get into some tarot card for tonight, because I I had one jump out at the deck uh while I was shuffling them up. And it was the reversed star card drawn from the line strider deck. That makes sense. We're like the opposite of stars. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> AKA podcasters. Yeah. Black holes. Oh goodness. Uh this is uh, this card is a gorgeous card just right out the gate. Uh it's this sort of ethereal androgynous character with a big old floating star above their head. Uh I, I believe that's a stork maybe. Um, actually, let me send you all the show notes. I'll send it to you via the discord if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So you can check them out. Forgot to do that earlier. Cause I suck. I was going to say, I would love to see this card. Oh, we can't cause we're not on video. Are you big into tarot, Booberry? I did not know this. Yeah. I've been starting the episode with a tarot card for, 
Heck it was yeah. like, r- like right around episode 33, I want to say, when we started going live. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I know jack shit about tarot. I just had a past life reading done by Lindsay Sharman, and she did it all with tarot cards. So I knew nothing about what she was talking about at all. Just listened and took part in it. Every single card that she pulled, except for one, was reversed, was inverted. Um, it was pretty much I was a piece of shit oh in my past my. life. <laughs> and the only card that was inverted is a card that's normally um, a really, or the only card that was not inverted is normally only a good card when it like is inverted. So every card was like a negative kind of connotation. Do you remember so the I one felt card like she, that was upright? Um, I can't. I think maybe the Ten of Swords or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back the swords and look. Are the thing. Yeah, I, I always, it was just interesting. It was like when this card's inverted, it's actually a positive. But since it's not inverted, it's kind of negative. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> oh, here it is. I just got it. So we're looking at it now. Yes. Actually, Jin, if oh. you ever want to come fuck around with some tarot, there's a uh, there's a IRC or a chat bot in our chat room that you can draw tarot cards from. They're all the Pepe tarot gift cards. Yeah, we found the 4chan uh, Pepe gifts. Uh, oh, sweet. Like, yeah, yeah I'll definitely set. check that out. Cool. That's awesome. You get all 78 of them, just like it was Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Collected them all. Well done. Yeah, so the star... And this is reversed star. Oh, my goodness. So the star upright usually means hope or faith or centeredness or healing or rejuvenation. Uh, And so reversed, the reversed tarot card isn't necessarily the opposite all the time. It can be, uh, it could relate to an obstacle that's in the way before you can accomplish whatever the upright meaning is. Maybe you are on the verge of having a renewal. You just need to overcome a certain thing. Uh, but if you were going to go with directly reversed, it would mean hopelessness or it would mean negativity or lack of faith. Hmm. Yikes. And that's a, the star is major arcana too, right? It's not just a, a fucking 10 of wands or whatever. That's it's right. like a major, yeah, trump card or whatever. Major arcana is right. Yep. Arcana, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, major, minor, the pips, the pip cards, one through ten. Do you feel like your shows when you pull a card? Do you feel like your show plays out all the how time. you pulled the card every single really? show, all the time? So this every is just. Should we just stop now? Or I mean, <laughs> thanks for coming out, everybody. Me. Thanks for joining yeah. us. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you. You, you know, I, I kind of feel like it's the same with trips. Sometimes you have to have a good trip. Sometimes you have to have a bad trip. Uh, either way, we're going on a trip. All right, let's well, do it. No, I like that because it can't all be love and light all the time. And I love hearing people talk about that. A friend Taylor is one that does that all the time. She's like, no, not everything is love and light and peace and harmony. Obviously, take a look outside for 10 minutes. You'll notice that. But it's also not all bad either. So, yeah, it is kind of a balanced thing. So, hey, let's delve in. We're going to get dark. It's, let's it's do the it. way that the world is. We're, we're made to think that certain things have a value a good or bad, a very extreme value with nothing in between. So when we can look at things and say, well, that could be good or bad, and I can take it and learn a lesson from it, whether it's a good lesson or a a hard lesson, it's still okay in the end because you're growing. Does that make sense? Does that sound Mm -hmm. super dumb? still a lesson. Whether it's rough (laughs) or good, it's still a lesson. And even when it's really great, you still should be looking out for that lesson. Don't just sit back and be like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. 
And if the cards give you a heads up, then you got your heads up. If you get a really nasty card, you go, crap, something bad's coming down the pipeline. You can brace yourself for it a little bit. Yeah. So what else? All right. What positivity could the inverted star card bring? Like, say, say something positive. Uh, even reverse, this is a gentle card. She may sometimes serve to remind us of the damage that grudges, revenge, and negativity cause. She urges us to let go and focus on growth, hope, and change. Okay, so that's perfect. That's what we do with our show. We take all of the dumbest things that are happening on Earth, and we talk about them in a super funny way. And some people love it, and some people hate it. But we're just trying to throw it out there. Maybe... Maybe that's what it could mean. Yeah. I, I often feel like comedy is one of the most effective weapons against the new world order. And I die yeah. by those words. Right? Yeah. And co comedians are, I mean, they have been for a, a bit now, but they're kind of under attack more than anybody, anybody else. You can't make a joke without somebody getting pissed and wanting to cancel you. You can almost not say anything at all without someone wanting to cancel you if they don't like it. It's up to their perspective, too, which is kind of gross. Then you get into microaggressions and, oh, he looked at me with his eyebrow raised a half centimeter. That means he was um, you <laughs> know, misogynistic or something. It's like, what? Yep. What are we talking about? You know, I'm not saying that we should disengage totally from people that just want to absolutely dominate how the conversation can go but you know we got so many different avenues and tools to create a loving a level playing field where you know we're allowed or we we have the right to bring in heavy artillery in terms of like you know hosting your own mp3s and not um not having youtube as an example of being your one and only source for anything that you want to put out there Exactly. Same with Twitter, so on and so forth. Um, yep. You got to you gotta not put all your eggs in one basket when you're doing this type of shit. Damn straight. You also got to not give a fuck. Uh, I post shit that I should probably be banned for on Instagram, like if anybody actually took the time to notice it. And uh, some of the things we say would probably most definitely be banned from YouTube or Twitter or anything else, but... I just don't care anymore. I'm like, it, well, the, the audience is going to find the stuff they want to listen to like this show and like, you know, a bunch of the shows we all know and love, they're going to find it whether or not they get censored. There's always a way. I mean, uh, what was it? Greg from Higher Side Chats was talking about, hey, if I have to, I'll send out a thumb drive to all the subscribers. If it comes to that, I'll, you know, put the MP3s on a thumb drive and send them out to everybody. So I'm not really worried about getting canceled off anything. They can fuck themselves. I'll, I'll find a way to do it. A good mentality to have. I love it, man. It's so and fucking punk one. rock. <laughs> Let me, uh, I'm going to hit you with a, just another little uh, quick paragraph from the uh, actual line strider book that came with the deck in this reading uh, or in a reading, you may see this card paired with the hermits. Uh, if, if so, a blessed period, a quiet renewal and rest is in the cards for you. Take time to study, meditate and be alone. This is also true for the four of swords rest between battles. It is okay to temporarily lay down your swords, trust the benevolent forces around you and allow yourself some peace paired with the chariot or the magician. It's a great omen for accomplishing your goals, getting the things you want and having the world around you cooperate in a way that might almost seem magical. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That was funny. <laughs> Great timing on the drops. Love it. That wasn't even me. That's the that's one of the uh, boostergram things that we got. 
Oh, damn. Uh, good timing on the listeners and shit. It's so bizarre. I, I'm still working on trying to get this machine rebooted, but I mean, like, well, sometimes uh, Pitar is a is a known offender. He'll come in and um, we got one where you can slaughter a goat for 6666 and Satoshi's. <laughs> <laughs> and this motherfucker will just line up 13 goats in a row and just one right after the other. He's stabbing them. He's got a baseball bat, a shotgun straight to the face. And, oh my God. you know, we started giving him soundtrack music from like video games and shit. And. Oh the, my! The time is <laughs> so. Uh, I just I can't. Do believe they get it. to pick their sound drops? Oh yeah. Or does it just randomly generate? Oh okay, we gotcha. Got, we got f- it's like forty five of them now, mm-hmm. um, just based <laughs> right. on specific amounts. And oh there's my. there's a couple in there that will actually uh, uh, do different. Uh, it'll cycle through random sounds of that same sort of like the. The goat, you know, we got several different weapons of uh, of murder. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. Can someone do that one? I want to hear the goat being murdered. Well, you probably will uh, after intermission when Pitar comes through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's got Hell very yeah. gory, uh, very gory sounds to it. I love it. It's it's the green room. No shortage. The green room is a wet room. <laughs> it stopped being green a long time ago. Lavish, why don't you tell the folks uh, what we're about here, real quick? I'm going to try and kick this machine back here behind me. Okay. Well, oh uh, <laughs> the boostograms are struggling to come through. Uh, the IRC is not picking them up. But we are indeed, as we mentioned before, a value for value production, which means we don't have ads, corporate sponsorship, creative control, etc. We only accept producership from those who listen to the show, enjoy the show. If you're listening to the show at all, you're already a producer. But uh, if you want to contribute in any way, uh, whether that be art, music, even conversations, information, and then, of course, financial contributions, if you're so inclined, uh, you can find all of all of these ways to uh, contribute to the show at zososcorner.substack.com. Plenty of links there uh, to go around. You can even buy a T-shirt. We've got shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got... Stickers and hell, we got mouse pads. So come on through Zoso's <laughs> Corner dot Substack dot com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Thanks, Michael. Perhaps the greatest performer ever. Wow, you know, I just wanted to be the best booster. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, the Donald Trump one. Oh. I'm really Joe has rich. some Joe has some amazing Donald Trump sound drops. It's basically Trump, Biden, Joe, and Mike from OBDM. Like that's pretty much the whole soundboard. I love <laughs> it. I don't think I'm gonna change it. There's a couple here and there that are different, but yeah. A lot of fart sounds. Some people no, don't like the fart sounds. Well, yeah, some people love them. A lot of people love them. Some people hate them. Some people I, need to get a clue. Some to, people stop need to, need to stop caring about little things like a fart. Like you have to care about farting yourself 
to hate somebody else farting. If you can't find that hilarious, you have a oh problem my. inside that you need to I work on. I just want to know, like, <laughs> Fair these anti-fart people, I want to know what they're doing when they fart. Do they, like, hang their head in shame and, like, go <laughs> oh into the my. other room? or Do they pull Definitely. their pants down for one second and let it go? I don't want to. I think they just put jeans. a tampon in there so it doesn't make a sound. <laughs> I don't know. But the anti-fart people have always tripped me out. I'm like, everybody does that. It's just... It's like eating or drinking. You fart also, and it's funny and smells gross. So it's double funny. I don't. I don't know what the problem is. No, they make it sound like you're being a child if you think it's funny for a second. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are the worst. You're so immature." We're laughing about a sound that comes out of your butt. That's kind of that amazing. Smells. Yeah. How is that not funny? It smells and it sounds funny too. I mean, how do you not? How are you not laughing every time you hear that? It's universal. Anyway. You. you you can have 12 people speak 12 different languages. They'll all laugh at that. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. Well, hmm. let's, um, I, Lavish, what are you, what are you feeling? Uh, do you want to save your material for second half or did you want to get into it with, uh, Joe and Jen? I'll, uh, take Uh, a... well, I, I, maybe I'll just ask Joe and Jen. Do you guys, uh, are you guys familiar with Tiffany Dover, the nurse who, Got the shot and passed out on TV. So yeah, and I haven't heard anything about that recently, and I don't know if she's still oh, alive no. or not. Okay, so they I have seen stuff on this, and I've seen people posting that she magically came back and looks totally different, like John Fetterman, totally different person. I so I will say up front right now, and your audience might hate me. I think she is the exact same person. I can see the qualities. She just had different hair and was a little bit younger. Like, I think it's the same person. Mm-hmm. I still think the COVID shot is bullshit, but I, and I would never take it in a million years or recommend it for anyone at all. But I also don't think that she is a dead person who She's was quite- actually there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, from what I can tell, I don't have anything conclusive that says that it's not her. Uh, I've looked at a lot of pictures comparing and it, it could be the same person. Um, but I don't know, boobs. Uh, what, what do you think? Would you like to? Do you have something primed that you would like to talk to or guess about? Uh, you know what? I do. Uh, we 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 got to tell them about the phone number. I love spook dot social. Spooky. I'm a good well, boy. Good boy. Let's I'm a good boy. Crazy. Well, he is a good boy. Good boy. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore and. Uh, End of story. Look at what MK Ultra is. Who, who just came? Six one two two six three seven nine 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 is the easiest way that uh, you can help produce this show. You can call us up and uh, leave us a voicemail or. Perhaps you got a question for Joe and Jen. Uh, you could leave it there. Yeah. Do I we was going to say, what the fuck was that? Was what? It was, just a, a, was that a bumper for the phone number? I didn't know what oh, was yeah. going on for a second. Yeah. You got to have a phone, uh, f- a phone number jingle. Yeah. For the bumper. Yeah. The bumper. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's uh that was provided by make heroism and Mary Kate ultra. Uh, who's also the, the <laughs> featured star for the helipad boost sound for tonight. <laughs> and runs the BTS shop. 
Is it like OBDM where people call in? You said leave a voicemail. So do people leave a voicemail like live and then you play it? Or how does that mm-hmm. work? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. This is what I mean. You guys are way more technical than me. I can't even figure out how to do that on my show. It's uh, it's just a Google voice number and um, we have it routed like you would any other uh, microphone input, really. Mm-hmm. Huh. Cersor Seat Sitter set up through voice meter to use Google phone, um, which... Uh, big big condolences to Sir Sir Seat Sitter, and I just want to let you know that I love you, motherfucker. Yeah, me too. I texted him that already. But what happened? It's Uh His uh, dad passed away today uh, unexpectedly. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh damn. But uh, oh, Carmen love to him, of course. Nothing but Carmen love. I love that must that have been that the upside down star card. Damn it. Um, yeah, yeah. And the service pointed out that it's a uh, Mercury's in retrograde tonight. <laughs> well, it's in retrograde half the time. So, <laughs> Dude, every time I every time I check, Mercury is in retrograde. Like literally every why, time, they're like, "Oh, it's in retrograde." That's why shit's all fucked up all the time. Yep. <laughs> Since uh, 2012, just perpetually in retrograde, man. Um, actually, uh, do we have a screen mail? Yeah, we can do one. So, Blueberry and Lavish, I am calling to attempt another screen for you. I've been practicing all week. I have done thousands of key gales and my lower groin is ready to wail. So, here goes. Oh, a caller, a computer caller has been practicing their computer kegels. Uh, very compelling, <laughs> caller. <laughs> or maybe he was Italian. Hey, 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 hey. That so was, was amazing. That sensitive. It's like oh, it's almost like a um, like in one of those one of them there anime laughs. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, it was very cartoonish. It threw me off for a second. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I do have that. Drop. Uh, ah. Let's uh, let's do another one. Why not? Oh, I dare. I dare a whole lot. So, uh, hey, from Southeast Alaska, this is the one and only Vox. And I thought I would leave you a screen mail today about, and you got to give the hog story credit for this one, because they said, what is your go-to a conversation, something like that. And for me, you know, first, if you don't know somebody very well, it's the weather, right? Weather sucks. So the next thing is nutrition and fitness. That is something that I tend to gravitate toward because most people have a really bad idea of what nutrition is and no idea at all of what fitness is. So I, I like to I like to harp on it some. Oh, and herbalism, which is also. Do you know that I could have saved the fucking world from COVID with one plant, one plant that has been used for not just centuries, millennia, fuckers in the Bible, and it has been used without any kind of of side effects for all this time. And it really just any uh, 
upper respiratory infection just goes away like that. All you have to do is ingest this herb, right? It's a leaf from a tree. And so, like, I, herbalism, nutrition, and fitness are so vital that sometimes you just got to spill about them. Oh, and the other thing, you know how is how the big kerfluffle over abortion? Well, what the fuck is the problem, bitches? There is an herb for that. Actually, there are two or three herbs for that that I can think of right offhand. But you can get them all on Amazon. It's not hard. You don't need a pill. You don't need surgery. You can just, you know, flush out your uterus at any time you want to with these This is the kind of knowledge that used to get women burned at the stake. Well, men too, but mostly women. So I suppose in honor of them, I shall. (laughs) Okay, wait for it. That's a wait for it voicemail. Wait for the end. I love how he started it with saying, I'm in Southeast Alaska. How like, dare you assume the gender? Like anyone knows where the fuck anywhere is in Alaska. <laughs> We're just like Alaska. It's way up there. That's I don't even fine. know what Alaska looks like. I know it looks like it has like a, a wiener coming out of it or something. Whoa. <laughs> the only hey, thing sorry. Like... Alaska is a boil of freedom on the face of Canada. Hey, hang on. I, I have a dog situation real quick. Uh, that's all good. Uh-oh. I don't... I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. Jen just went out there to check it out. She's freaking out. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, well, thank you for the call, Vox. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, thank uh, you so much, Vox. I believe Vox's show is called Complex Candor. Let me look that up real quick. Complex Candor with Vox, yes. Sam and, and her co-host. Yes. Uh, what was that website? Complexcandor.com. Uh, Boom, nailed it. Easy breezy. Uh, well, I did have, um, a video that I'd like to share with everybody here. Uh, it definitely caught my attention, uh, just because it was so eerily reminiscent of a certain event that took place in New Zealand, uh, quite a few years ago. I believe it was four years ago now. Um, but before we get into the, uh, the connection that I got, I'm going to have y'all check out a little uh, video here for me. And there it is in the green room. And uh, Joe, I'll send it to you on Discord as well. I want you to watch this video. There's no audio. And tell me just immediate first thoughts. It's only 30 seconds long, give or take. I don't, I don't know if y'all... Oh, do we still have everybody? No, yeah, we're here. No, it was it was false alarm. My dog's just being stupid. Sorry, she was freaking <laughs> out like she was dying, but... um. Joe's son just said it was a cat walking in front of our house, so she lost her shit. Yeah, she's Sorry. not the smartest. Anyway, yeah. That's Weird like, pet stuff. My bad. Oh, I just sent y'all um, a quick link to a video in Discord. There's no audio. And uh, I just want you to watch that for me and, and give some immediate first thoughts uh, as they come to you. And tell me, tell me what we're looking at here, if you will. All okay. right. So, I mean, it looks like a really ghetto little... Area with graffiti, a tweaker pad. Oh for yeah, sure. that's that's a trap house or something. So dudes walking through with a gun. It kind of looks like Call of Duty or something. It does look very Call of Duty like. Um, and what, then he's chasing something. 
Yeah, with the gun out, it looks like first-person shooter, <laughs> live-action first-person shooter. And that's where it gets a little weird, because you're not huh. looking at an actual, uh, you're not looking at real life. This is a video game, and here's a clip about it. It's hard to believe, but what you're seeing right now is not real-life footage from a camera. It's actually gameplay from an Unreal Engine 5 video game called Unrecord that's currently in development from a new independent studio. This video has taken the gaming internet by storm in the last few days. Many people blown away by the visual fidelity and others claiming that it's all fake or pre-rendered. So today I'm going to dive in and take a look at this, tell you a bit about the game and get to the bottom of it all. So the buzz for this actually started back in October 2022. Alexandre Spidler, who is creative director and a lead programmer on this new project, released a video on Twitter saying simply, I'm working on a body cam style game with a few hashtags thrown in for good measure. And in that 45 second video, we see what looks like body cam footage of a person holding a gun, moving through a dilapidated environment and taking down a few baddies along the way. The quality of the clip is awful as it's on Twitter, and only in 720p resolution. But I think that that actually helps it in a way, and it would be easy at a glance to mistake this for real life footage. This is this is probably one of the more bizarre things that I've seen as of late. This is an Unreal Engine 5 uh, first-person video game. And uh, my immediate thoughts when I'm watching this is this is just like the live streaming footage from the Christchurch shooting when that motherfucker yeah. strapped the GoPro to his chest and went to Facebook live with the video or like any of the other shootings that have happened that will be uh, unnamed. It's I guess. like the, the snuff film version of gaming where it could definitely be real. And they're like, it's just a game. Just play. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up just though. Watch. Cause that's been a huge topic lately that we've talked about. And I, I wish Ben could have been here. He would have weighed in on this, but yeah. the, uh, that engine specifically, he was talking about yesterday, I think the unreal engine. And it, that's where we always come back to. How do you know what's real or what's not anymore? Literally at all. Like anything you see on a screen could be fake and probably is at this point. There's, there's no way to tell it unless you come up with an AI to check if AI made that video or, you know, whatever CGI. Yeah. And that's a, uh, that just kind of reminds me, um, what, of what happened to Tracy Twyman. She would talk about how her uh, actual computer monitor, the uh, browsers and web pages would shift before her eyes. And that's how fine tuned the control of the appearance of the internet was people unnamed individuals could come into the web browser and um and just manipulate what she was looking at in real time that's nuts we're so who's that i don't know this story oh tracy twyman she is uh well, she was a writer um she had, she's very deep into the esoterical um she oh, there was some um Satanist guy that she was running with for a little bit. His name escapes me. Uh, but long story short, you know, she had this magazine that she wrote for for uh, over a decade. Um, Greg Carlwood has had her on, and um, didn't she die just like a couple years ago too? Yeah, it was about three years, four years ago, 2017, yeah. 2018. 
Um, she was complaining about being gang stalked uh, there for a while. And um, actually, if you remind me at a later date, I can send you some really phenomenal um, explorations of Tracy and her work. Cause she's got quite a bit of audio out there, but she's just one of those people that, you know, I'm, says I'm being gang stalked and then winds up committing suicide. Allegedly legend has it. Oh yeah. Right. Minecraft. I think I have heard this. I get it. Yeah. That that's wild. Cause suicide is always, you know, you get um, shot in the back of the head twice by yourself, then zip yourself up in a suitcase and throw yourself in a river and then hang yourself by an extension cord after you shoot yourself in the chest with a shotgun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Another Clinton associate just died recently too. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, those were very Clinton-esque references. So yeah, yeah. kudos <laughs> for getting that. We were, yeah, that's they, people suicide themselves. You know, just happens. Mm. Got enough money, anybody can suicide themselves. Tracy, I think Twine, we all right, have seventy friends who've killed themselves. Seventy, eighty <laughs> friends. <laughs> I, I have one. Seventy more to go. <laughs> oh Jesus! Your young man boobs. <sighs> oh my. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> Goodness, uh, let me. Uh, Goodness gracious! I got another clip here about the uh, the Unreal Engine for uh, this this uh, video game. Lavish, did you catch the video? Uh, I, I certainly it. did. Yeah. I certainly did. D- did you have any thoughts about it before we continue on? The Unreal Engine just continues to dominate. Uh, it's also the top um, sort of recreation emulator. Like for, recently, I played Goldeneye. They they recreated Goldeneye with the Unreal Engine. And uh, it's dynamite. Not only can it replicate real life, but it can replicate the flaws of previous engines. It's really, truly really quite clever. Uh, yeah, please continue. Uh, and this next clip gets into a little bit about that engine. The environment was a shared Unreal Engine asset, but the camera style mixed with the animations made this look incredibly believable. So it sparked up some discussion. And then there was radio silence for months until we skipped to April 19th, 2023 couple days ago and Alexandre released a new video this time it was on YouTube in 1440p 60fps quality alongside a press release packed full of information and announcing the name of the game as Unrecord and as you can see this has to be one of the most realistic looking games ever there's no doubt about it for me and I think there's a few reasons for that the main reason is that this isn't simulating what seeing through humans eyes would look like in fact it's simulating what body camera footage looks like the barrel distortion in the corners as if it were a lens the wide field of view the chromatic aberration the shakiness even the position of the gun and the hands it's very unconventional for a first person shooter of course but you pair that up with the excellent animation of the hands and the pistol and you end up with something very convincing. Unreal Engine 5 is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here as well, adding in accurate lighting, textures and what appears to be ray tracing on the puddles and shiny surfaces. You may have noticed too that the faces of the combatants are pixelated and blurred. This is obviously a choice that the developers have made and it leans into the body cam narrative, but more importantly, It solves a big problem that might make the game look less realistic because as human beings we're all very good at noticing when a face looks weird or fake and video game faces as much as they have improved are still not photorealistic especially when animated. And there were some people commenting uh, this ain't simulating a a cop if I can't turn my body cam off. (laughs) 
<laughs> God Zing. damn. Rip. Um, yeah, and if you if you look in the video, uh, it's linked in the show notes. Um, the the faces certainly are blurred out. Uh, it's just it feels like one of them um, social priming moments. Like we gotta we gotta wet everybody's whistle a little bit. We gotta like uh, like we're trying to suck gas out of a tank with a tube. You gotta prime it. Yeah, well, I think it's been being primed for a while too. The the AI thing is just getting out of control and I'm not trying to like fear porn it either, but it's just a weird thing that the AI has picked up so much in the last, and this isn't even video games necessarily just, you know, AI art and AI uh, chat GPT, all this stupid shit. Uh, it's growing at a very exponential rate right now. And I, I'm kind of worried to see what comes in like six months because it's getting good. Now the AI art, when it first started, was kind of dorky and dumb. It was like, oh, look how funny this looks. Now it's getting good. But like that guy in the clip said, the facial thing, it still leaves something to be desired because there's not, it's not there. And the uncanny valley thing with the human eye, they, you, we can tell when something's off. You know, when, like when I look at Biden, I'm like, there's something off about that. It's that same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When he scratches his neck and, and the, the folds of his mask stick, like, hmm. Dude, that's so weird. And is that AI too, or is that CGI? Like, who fucking knows? I don't know which way to lean on any of that shit. Well, I've been of a very uh, weird road of thought that clones have been a part of the presidential scene for a little while, at least since George H.W. But that's, you know, not confirmed. I'm not 100% on that. But there's a lot of interesting stuff I've seen on it. Now, it could Clones be. I wouldn't be surprised by that doubles. at all. No, it could be part of a lot of things, not just presidential candidates. It could be fucking so many things. I, I kind of, I wasn't really arguing, but I was having a conversation with somebody about cloning, and I'm like, okay, so you got to think they introduced Dolly the clone, the 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 sheep or whatever, back in the '90s, and they're like, this is the first clone sheep ever. I don't believe that for a fucking second. You know how many nope. how many years it took to get to that point where they're like, oh, we have a cloned sheep now. You think that's when they let everybody know about it? You know how many trial and error they went through before the first one actually worked? So they've been doing this cloning research for decades, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. they could have perfected it fucking 40 years ago. We don't know. And I don't think we're probably ever going to know. But it's yeah, not we, off the table. We'll know in 80 years when they feel like disclosing it to a generation that didn't know any of the stuff that we know now. Mm-hmm. And they show you a rough prototype that they developed decades before that represents something that they're far ahead on by now, but right. hidden, hidden underground somewhere in a bunker. And remember, yep. kids, if you see a clone, kill a clone. <laughs> but make sure. Make sure. <laughs> make sure it's the clone first. <laughs> you, you always have to ask, are you the clone before you kill the clone? That's right. And then cool. if they're like, I don't know. Probably a clone. You got to rip like, off their head to see the wiring, though. It'll be like in Westworld. They'll be like, that doesn't mean anything at all to me. And then, you know, you got to blow them away. Doesn't look like anything to me. Or what, is, what do they say? They say, motor, seize a, motor functions. That's what you got to yeah. go up to someone and say, say seize that motor doesn't functions. look like anything at all to me. <laughs> when they see a diagram of their own body, they're the, like, the that, that picture like, doesn't look like anything at all yeah, to me. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you're dealing with a clone, people. Get your gun out. Get your CCW and get, kill that. Get bitch. your gun out. Don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. Be done with it. Got to go, Ed Harris on their ass. Wow. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So that's, you know, I really just wanted to kind of get y'all's just impressions on this video. I don't really have too much about the actual video game. Uh, It was called Unrecord. It's not a very good game or very good title for a game, I feel like. But what do I know? Um, It's a even a real word. Unrecord. Unrecord. I saw that the other day. I don't know. Was it you that posted that shit? But I did see that the other day. The Unrecord. I'm like, that's a weird name for a game. And it's pretty strange. Uh, it's a quote-unquote tactical shooter with complex dialogue, innovative gameplay mechanics, tough moral dilemmas, and a unique shooting system. Uh, the player will have to investigate several criminal cases and confront a diverse cast of characters. The game's plot and presentation will be central to the gameplay experience, and players can anticipate a range of gameplay sequences as well as numerous plot twists. Oh, I need some suspense hits here. Numerous plot twists. Mm, hello, Shirts. Bum, bum, bum. To the gate, to the gate, to the climate gate. Continue. And the I think the one thing that really sells the, just the, the actual flow of the video game is the hand moments. Um, it's the quote unquote free moving hands and an original aiming system, uh, which allows for unrestricted hand movements. Wow. Oh my. Oh, I see that they don't even show the hands though. Uh, in the first part of the video, which is a clever little thing to keep you in in it as long as you don't see the hands. And then once it goes into first person shooter mode there, you're like, okay, this is a game. And yeah, that, yeah. People were upset. It's like, oh wow, this is very uh, how how military tactical and and cop like of you. Is this just some copaganda video game? Um, Probably. Uh, quote: The game will obviously avoid any desirable, undesirable topics such as discrimination, racism, violence against women and my- minorities. So you can only shoot white guys in the game, oh, uh, as it should be. <laughs> the game will have no biased or uh, manichean take on criminal acts and police violence. We also respect and understand people who may feel disturbed by the game's images. Art cannot fight against interpretation. Ugh. It's such bullshit. All these woke There's terms. no bias. There's no bias, but you're not going to go with what happens in front of our faces all the time and pretend that we're only shooting the people who don't get shot all the time. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. You're right. We should do Rodney King, the Minecraft game. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's all build some trucks and we'll just get some bricks. We got it. Yeah. Or, you know, Skid Row Patrol. Roof Koreans in Minecraft. <laughs> I figure if you want to do real police work, you just go around and kick homeless people. Make a VR game for that. Planting drugs, the simulator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going in and shooting someone's dog. People, though, homeless people aren't the worst people in the world. They have life fucking figured out. They're like, oh, I don't want to pay bills and I can just make my house out of trees like the way the caveman did. And they do that. And they are crazy, and that's fine. They live a completely different life. I'm not saying that's okay to do. But what they do is usually away from other people. There's a huge homeless population where we live, and they don't really bother anybody at all. They're doing their own thing, and the cops are constantly cleaning them up. But they're just kind of living their best life. 
Joe's taking grid. a picture right now. <laughs> Sorry. Joe just took a random picture while we're in the dark doing this show. Oh my. Because I know I know she loves oh it my. when I do random uh, impromptu photos, so I had to do it during the show. I have the worst resting bitch face, though, so candid photos of me <laughs> look like I'm just yelling at somebody angrily, even though I could be like, I love you, you're amazing, and I'm, I look like I'm like, get off my lawn! I mean, I sometimes. Boomers, though. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a boomer. I look like one. <laughs> When I'm talking. <laughs> I only look like a boomer when I talk. Well, when, when I, I don't. when I talk. Yeah, I have permascal, so I look angry all the time. And I think I come off as unapproachable, which is fine with me. Totally <laughs> fine with that. But doesn't that make you unapproachable, though? Yeah, that's why By I'm design? fine with it. All right, well, that works. <laughs> you know, I feel like this might be the perfect segue into a clip that was sent in uh, via Make Heroism. And it's a very informative PSA. Uh, I believe this is, while it is an advertisement that we're about to listen to, it is, st- it's still just such a, a wealth of knowledge that it cannot be passed up on. And I just feel that it really should be shared with everybody here tonight. Um, So without further ado, this is mind-blowing information about fat girls. There are several good reasons to have sex with a fat woman. Are you seeking a memorable sexual encounter? Then consider having sex with a fat woman. I I believe this is a YouTube ad that he recorded for us that we're about to (laughs) take a listen into. Um, I just, I don't like the robo voice, so I think we're going to have to shake it up a little bit. Even while being a fat woman still carries a lot of stigma, having sex with one can be among the most fulfilling and enjoyable experiences you will ever have. Cushion for the push. Here are some justifications for why you should only ever have sex with fat women. <laughs> Number one, they feel at ease in their own skin. Having sex hmm. with a fat woman may be quite liberating. We don't care what other people think since we feel confident in our own skin. We're comfortable in our skin and don't mind being exposed. We are skilled at moving our bodies in ways that will connect to you and make these. Did you say the same thing three times in a row? I think so. Two. As like three different things. Using their bodies. The way a fat woman knows how to use her body is one of the best things about having sex with her. Yes, science. Fat woman has a different blend of curves, lumps, and rolls, and they come in all different (laughs) sizes and shapes. They have like and 10 a lot holes. Of the time, these women are fully <laughs> conscious of the power their bodies possess in the bedroom. Fat ladies Holy are aware mackerel. of how their extra layers can make sex more pleasurable for both parties. <laughs> they are aware of the best movements to make sex more pleasurable, increase friction, or establish a better angle for penetration. <laughs> and fat women frequently offer an experience that no other kind of woman can match because they are adept at using their bodies in all the right ways. Bigger is always better when it comes to sex. It can be uh. more enjoyable to have sex with fat women since there are so many more curves to grip onto. <laughs> Nothing compares to being able to enjoy a physique that is supple and sensitive to the touch. Additionally, those extra pounds offer the ideal amount of protection and padding during those long, raucous nights of love. More cushion for the pushing! Or, they tend to be more willing to try new things. 
Is this a Bigger joke? Is frequently I don't think so. Better when it comes to sex. It's 2023. It's real. I think it's I, absolutely do, a real commercial. That sounds like 100%. So she's saying fat people a lot, which is very non-body positive. So I'm, I'm starting to think that this is a joke. I am the god of fuck. This is our crazy world where they're just trying to convince us that things that are wrong. Look, being fat is okay. But the reason that you shouldn't be fat is because it's unhealthy for you and you might die. That's it. Like, nobody wants you to die. We love you. That's it. Just get <laughs> yeah, yeah. skinnier. The, the but you can't thing. be like, I'm super fat. I love eating. And guess what? You can grab on my holdy folds all day long and fuck my 10 holes. My Terry flaps. Get real. No, no being, way. Being fat flaps. is... Uh, my holdy folds. It's, uh, it's the same thing as like uh, the trans thing to me. I'm like... Do whatever you want. Be as fat as fuck as you want. Have a dick and boot. Whatever you want. I'm not going to do any of that, though. But you could enjoy yourself. Like, also, I'm, don't I'm tell me it's normal. It's not normal. Some people do that, and that's okay. That's totally fine. I won't be a dick to those people, but that's not the norm. Stop with that. Or preferred. Uh, it's, it's reminding me of like when <laughs> cigarette companies used to say, oh, it's good for asthma. Smoke cigarettes. It's like, no, dude. Like I always smoke a cigarette to clear my throat. <laughs> that is provably and verifiably not true because I've had asthma and I smoke cigarettes and it does not help it. <laughs> the only thing that helps it is literally not smoking. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it goes away. Yeah. Was, right, so man, I'm so tired of having bad sex with all these, you know, skinny athletic girls. It's time for me to get a real you right? know, big fish. It's time to go hit Lizzo up. Oh, Lizzo. Everyone's favorite Lizzo. Oh, yeah. A tremendous piece oh, of shit. Lizzo. Boner. Yeah? Would you like some coitus? After all, heavier women have greater given their pushes. Due to the fact that they have more to love, fat women have more to offer in the bedroom. Fat women are likely to be open to exploring new things if you're seeking for something novel and it sounds like an AI bedroom. voice too. Yeah. The opportunity to experiment with new positions is one of the most thrilling advantages of having sex with a large lady. There is greater versatility when it comes to experimenting with various positions when there are more curves and body bulk. There are many opportunities to experiment and develop new experiences in the bedroom, from spooning to doggy style and everything in between. Right. Five, they have increased chances of experiencing numerous orgasms. The maximum water is better, has it ever crossed your mind? Yeah, I, right. It certainly applies to having sex with a fat woman. Bullshit. Because they have greater padding, fat women are more likely <laughs> to experience several orgasms. We may be stimulated in more locations at once due to our larger frames, which allows us to have more intense pleasure than someone with a smaller frame. Because they feel at ease in their skin, they also tend to be more relaxed during sex, which frequently results in an even better experience for both partners. So, if you want a night that will live in your memory forever, look for a large woman. I appreciate you watching, and please remember to subscribe. Wow, that is an ad for fat women to get fucked. They're like, they're going to be more experimental. Yeah, because they probably don't get a lot of offers for sex. No, they're they're like, I'll do whatever the fuck you want. I just want some dick. Yeah, they're more open to it because they're like, this could be the very last time I ever do this. (laughs) So I'll do whatever. Like, fuck it. 
This is some fucking Edward Bernays shit where they're trying to literally brainwash the public into. Yes. There's a, there's that fantastic movie branded. It's all about the, you know, we, we have certain images that we want to start sculpting in the public. We're going to use advertisements for it. Oh yeah. I think the only way they could sell it harder is maybe you were sleeping with your step cousin or something. Step cousin, come on, that's tamed for now. Nowadays, that's it's pretty cool. Sorry, right. <laughs> you're right. Sorry, technically, it would be uh, my stepsister. Yeah, it's 2023. Nothing's off the table, so you're you're not going to out weird anybody now. I mean, after that video, Jesus Christ. Hmm. I bet there's some uh, callers that might be able to out weird that video. Ooh, yeah. let's hear it. And actually, now that I think about it. Uh, Make Heroism also had, uh, he, he fixed our answering machine for us. Nice. Thank you for calling behind the schemes. Leave your best scream after the tone, if you dare. <laughs> hey, Booby and the Lush, terrible name. Guys, I gotta go sign some shit. One decree is to ban the internet. Another is to ban traveling minstrels or plays or something. <laughs> anyway, as my dad would say before beating me with a belt when drunk, haha, hey, we're Irish, he'd say, Joey. He also said, Daddy loves you. Bend over the sink. Enjoy your screams. Too bad nobody will hear them in a new world order without plays or the internet. I believe that was Joe Biden that just called us. I yeah. think so. Sounds like it. Wow. It did sound like an, like an AI version of Joe Biden. Which is, let's be realistic, it's probably the real version of Biden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, he's just a walking AI anyway. Yeah. I, you know, No Agenda had an interesting take on it uh, this past episode, I believe it was, uh, that, <laughs> I forget the, 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 the guy, the clip they were playing, but um, he presented a new argument that Joe Biden is actually fully cognitive, and he's just playing the senile old man to trip people up. It's it's an interesting hypothesis. I think it would be. Uh, I think it would be hella fun if true. I mean, it would be more enlightening to know that he was. I would feel better knowing that he was just a shyster. I would be like, "Fuck yeah, good for you, dude." I actually have more respect for him. But at this point, I'm like, "God, this is so sad." He's just being preyed upon. If he was like, "Yep, gotcha, bitch," I'd be like, "Dude, you did good job." Yeah, I, I vary I like between he's AI. Or a robot or something, or somebody wearing a mask, or he's an actual dude that is way past his mental prime and needs to be, you know, put in a home. But or like he's deep undercover CIA. Yeah, or he's where just he's wearing fully, the mask to be like, I'm just a decrepit old man, but look at me go. It looks Hell like yeah. a different dude. And we've had this conversation a million times, but like to see the different mm -hmm. faces of Joe Biden. I, I was telling Jen about that the other day. She's like, Yeah, but people look different as they age. I'm like, Yeah, they do, but I've I knew my grandma and she got old as fuck and I could still tell it was my grandma. Granted, you I knew saw her up every with her. day because yes. she's your fucking grandma. It's different. That's fine. But like, you can still tell that it's the same person. You look at different pictures of Joe Biden. It's like we were talking about the star of the show. Um, there's this uncanny Valley thing where you're like, something is off about this one. This is so look different like the same from picture guy. to picture. Yeah. 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 Like you still look like the same person. Yeah. He's probably had fucking surgery and whatever. Hair plugs or 
face tucks or whatever the fuck people do, but it's still his Robocop implants, whatever. It's it looks like a different dude. Like when you see those different like the four different stages of Biden, it's like those all look like different dudes. It doesn't look like somebody getting older. It looks like a different guy. I don't even know how to. Yeah. Has plastic surgery, though, too. It's hard to say. Camera A. Oh, that one's broke. Fewer. Not more. Fewer. And camera B. That's why they're coming, because no, Biden's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think I like the theory, though, that he is a stable genius. Yeah. Hella 4D chest. That uh, would be the the surprise of 2023. It would be it's the like, ultimate tw- M Night Shyamalan yeah. <laughs> twist of 2023. Right. Biden's, Biden's amazing. Kamala. He's like, yeah, you thought. And then he he punches all the aliens when Project Bluebeam happens. He goes up there and he, he he punches Hollow Jesus in the face. Hell yeah! I like <laughs> He's that the second a lot. coming. <laughs> and the third. <laughs> let's see what uh, let's see what this next caller's got for us. Oh, that was an empty one. Let's see what this one is. Oh, that was an empty one, too. Let's try this third one. Third third time's a charm. All right. So currently listening to No Agenda on Sunday. Uh, and I heard your battle with uh, with Joe about, oh, they're, they're coming for you. They're coming to get you. They're, they're you know, and... And the whole turning your back thing, and you know, I uh, for the most part I agree. And also on a side note, I think the thing that people are having a tough time like verbalizing or coming to is that our society is collapsing. Um, this seems to be a pattern throughout history that when people start to go down the path of questioning their own gender or changing genders. And this isn't about the individual. And I think that's the thing that like most people get caught up in is like, Oh, it's these individuals. And it's like, no, uh, like I think this has more to do with, uh, uh, an ideology that is a, a sign of a society that is about to collapse. Um, of course, I could be wrong. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Um, but that's just the impression that I'm getting from what is going on in the current sociopolitical climate. Uh, all right. See ya. I'm coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> okay. I 100% agree with this guy. This is what I was trying to say earlier. The way that the world is going, they're trying to convince us that the things that we're seeing aren't real and the things that we don't believe or we've never believed to be real are real. So we're constantly in a state of confusion, which is a society that's about to collapse. I don't want it to be right either, but that caller said it way better than I just did. So kudos to him, whoever he was. I like how he ended it, too. All right. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for the call, caller. And uh, we've we've discussed this on the show before. I, I think the term that we came to was the great unzipping, because when you mm. unzip it, it all falls. <laughs> uh, Indeed, <laughs> unzipping. Um, and I I definitely don't disagree with caller, but I just I I really want and they're discussing or referencing uh, 
a contentious phone call between Joe on OBDM and myself. And I remember that. I heard that. And I, I agreed with both of you. I remember that episode. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, Go you're ahead. Good. It's all good. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I still stand behind, like, you know, there's a lot of illusions out there. And there's more effective ways to spend your intention rather than, uh, I, I guess, just getting to the point of being just angry about what any particular side is doing. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's one giant bird fucking using both wings and talons from both sides to fucking tear people apart. And yep. uh, I'm not necessarily a pacifist by any means, but at the same fucking time, like, come to my fucking door. And I'll fight you. <laughs> no, and I, I remember that too, and I, I I agree with you and Joe actually. Like, it, there is a moderation thing there where you're you're unplugging from the matrix, but also trying to you know help out how you can. So, to, I love your your view on it. Is like, uh, just don't pay attention to it. Like, fuck off, whatever. You were like, who's coming? Who's coming? Where are they? They're not here. I actually loved that because you pushed back. That was fucking fantastic, and. Joe stood his ground too. He was like, but they will come for you. And I I can see where you're both coming from. And I just think that at the end of the day, there's a middle ground. Like you're saying, there's a middle ground you can take where you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to choose to be happy because that's what's best for me. And we all have to do what's best to be happy and collectively make the world better instead of judging other people or getting angry or wondering if our neighbor is tattling on us or wondering if someone is coming to our door. Because that doesn't create a great society either, to be always constantly wary. I don't know if that's well, where you were yeah, going with that. Yeah, it's kind of that, like a, a prepare for the worst, but hope for the best type of thing, where it's like, yeah, you, yeah, if this happens, I'll be ready. But in the meantime, you can go fuck yourself. I'm not paying attention to this. So who knows? And it's not even a matter, like, definitely always stay informed, take stories to the to, to as far as you can to just make sure that you have as many facts as possible or anything, I guess, that resembles facts. It's all kind of wishy-washy For, at this yeah. point. But, you know, it's I feel that there's better uses for your time doing things like y'all stated, starting a garden, learning new tech specs for sh- for stuff, just you know, shoring yourself and your house up first before you start worrying about other people. Sure. I a hundred percent agree with that. Cause at the end of the day, if, if the, they come for you and you're like balls deep editing a show, doing what you love doing and they shoot you in the head, you died doing what you love doing. And that's okay. If I'm in a garden planting plants and people are like, show me your papers. And I'm like, what the, and then they pop me. Okay, well, I was doing something really great before then. I wasn't sitting in a corner in my house wondering when they were going to come for me or whatever. I was doing something cool. So at the end of the day, if if your life ends poorly because the world sucks, do something fun anyway. Who cares? Yeah, at least go out doing something cool. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. Um, And um, you can also text that number, 612-26379. Nine nine, you can uh, shoot us over a message like this texture did. What's up? As for the Joe trans piece, you called into the OBDM podcast to disagree with Joe's entire segment, then complained he didn't invite you back to talk about your complaint when he mentioned it again on the show. To be fair, it wasn't really a mention. It was like an hour and a half. Uh, anyone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a, a bit of an exaggeration, but uh, 
Continuing on, anyone who heard your call in would summarize it to Booberry called and said, just ignore the trans thing. But you do a drunk podcast about how seasteading is bullshit, and that means you're right. I think you're being too sensitive and personal. Please address this. Uh, please address this next show. It's tardy. I appreciate what you do, bro. This is some honest feedback. And if I feel this way, I can't be the only one in your audience. Signed, Rifa. Okay. Well, I don't remember that episode. But I think that that's a very open-minded diss to you, which I love. I love open-minded disses. They're great. You know what I mean? Like where someone's like kind of being a dick, but they're like, please redeem yourself or like, come, let's meet in the middle, you know? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little bit of issue with this description of a drunk podcast. Uh, I didn't realize Texter was such a teetotaler that having a shot of whiskey, two hours and 20 minutes into the episode would constitute a uh, drunk episode, but uh, to each his <laughs> own, I suppose. I didn't know that reference, so I, I'm, I don't take any, I don't, I don't know what that means, but. Uh, all of our episodes are drunk episodes, Yeah, we're always so wasted. Whatever. But we're not right now, but we usually are when we do our show. It's in reference to uh, last week. Um, Joe had kept mentioning seasteading, which is, you go out to the ocean and essentially build giant ocean cities that dock each other like they're fucking and oh, um, cool, I guess in uh, just a little bit of uh, just shooting back, you know, classic WWF style. You know, he takes shots, I take shots. I I ended up doing like fucking an hour and a half all on seasteading clips, and just found some really like inane folks that I just I can't imagine that if if seasteading can't get it figured out, they can't. F- you know, wrap their heads around this idea of sovereignty and the Thai government's going to, or Thai, Taiwanese government's going to come and shut you down. You know, all hope is lost, I guess. They're just going to come to my fucking door. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll do it. Let me just hit you with uh, this hello, everybody. It's real short. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you, Natalie, former colleague at Blue Frontiers, who knows that the safest place to be in a pandemic is a seastead. Oh, there you go. Safest place. So maybe, maybe I am wrong. Maybe I do need to head out to the closest seastead to protect myself during pandemics uh, next time. Cause surely there's another one coming. Seasteading. That's so weird. I, I'd never heard of that before, but I'm kind of down. I want to see that happen. Oh, make it work. If you're going to go visit this guy. So if any of you pestilential land people arrive at my seastead in Panama, you have to park your boat on my floating dock. I am removing my gurney bridge. And before you can get on my seastead, you have to dive into the tropical salt water and swim 20 feet. And I'll spray you off and then you can enter. Good boy. After every feet. plague comes the renaissance. And yeah. The- but um, yeah, I guess. I could do 20 feet. Shit. I, I can't. I am not a strong swimmer <laughs> at all. Especially Me either, but 20 feet. Come on. Ugh. <laughs> no bueno. Um, you know, if you tell me to run 20 feet, I'll probably just die, but I could swim tr- 20 <laughs> feet for sure. Uh, well, I guess that brings us to uh, intermission. Um, are y'all wanting to stick around for the second, second half, or are you signing off here? No, yeah, we got to get out of here. I got to get my kiddo to bed and all that shit. Hell yeah. We unfortunately do the podcast in, in his kid's room, so... Yeah. <laughs> He kind of uh, has to go to bed at certain times. I should probably yeah. change that at some point and put it in our room. But yeah, I've tried yeah. to do it. You don't want to. 
Yeah, well. So he's he's my stepkid. So he's he's at our house like four and a half days of the week. We actually have him more than his mom. I mean, his mom's awesome, but we have him more time than she does. But we still have like three days, and like those are the days we do our shows mm. when he's not here. Well, definitely appreciate y'all coming along for the uh, the first half here. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on as always. And yeah, and and we'll have to plan this again and uh, actually. You know, like maybe during the summer when we don't have school and shit, we can actually do the full the full marathon shit. Or any day that's like a Thursday, Friday. Oh yeah, uh, basically Wednesday through Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. Oh, the, they do the show on Monday though, so I know. Yeah. But <laughs> during you can the have summer, a sleepover. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do extracurricular activities, so you never know. All right, cool. Hell yeah, it's very yeah. True. This was really cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you guys having us on. I. Actually, until you texted me this morning, I was like, oh, Monday, I hate you. And then you're like, oh, what's your I know I was so excited. Fuck, I forgot. I totally (laughs) forgot about it. And I was like, yes, there's something cool to do on Monday. I'd love that you guys do your shows on Mondays because that probably gives your listeners something to look forward to also. Hell yeah. And us. There's all sorts of action on uh, Mondays. You got, what is it, three live shows, the Planet Rage, Hog Story, which is right before us. From seven to nine PM on the No Agenda stream, and then we do about nine thirty to God, like twelve, twelve thirty sometimes. Jeez, depending officially, on. and then we do, uh, and then we go longer for oh, post production. Yeah, all the production happens uh, right after uh, we wrap for the episode. Nice, um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot everything over once we get it to get it posted, and um, be sure to. Uh, Make sure all of the sats land your way. I, I am sorry about the. I was excited to spray y'all with a little bit of goat blood. Um, ah, damn it. I know. I'll just have to do it no next time. No big deal. Do you feel like the Drop inverted... The <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like the inverted star card was the definition of this show? Um, You know, it does feel a little flip-flopped. Uh, sometimes you know like you, you get into a routine you got all these technical elements you, you expect them to work a certain way and then you know just there's something out there in the fucking ether that's getting up in your shit and fucking you up it's it's no boy bueno. yeah and then on top of that you get joe and jen in here just going all over the goddamn place but that's nothing new Sorry, to us peeps. that's how we run every show so i i don't know how you know you typically how your mood typically is but this is basically how every show goes for us so yeah, for sure. Well, you never know. If you start pulling tarot cards before the show, maybe you'll start uh, affecting things. Maybe I want to pull one after the show. Yeah, I want to pull one after the show to see if it matches up, you know, after mm. the fact. Oh, yeah, I don't want fun. the tarot card influencing the show in general, because as soon as you see the card, you're going to feel that way. So it would be nice to actually do a psychic move and pull the card after and see if that's how it went. Or pull it, pull the card before the show, but don't look yeah. at it until after the show. that's a great Ooh. idea. Yeah, there you go. That's Ooh. a lot of suspense. A lot of suspense there. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Pull it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, you guys. We appreciate you uh, very yeah, much. Thanks, and we will definitely do this again. I, I love doing this kind of stuff, especially with no video. It's very freeing. I'm actually sitting here with my balls out right now because I I can. There's no video. Uh-huh. So welcome. And I'm welcome to the, to the bright side here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Take it all off. This is nude podcasting in real time. Balls. Balls. Yeah. I love your boobs. 
Boner. Football and entertainment. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I hope you all have a good night and uh, definitely looking forward to doing it again. And um, I believe we'll hop into some intermission here. Indeed, indeed. Yes. Thanks again, you guys. All Thank right, you guys. Have thanks, a great guys. night. Check them out on Legit Bat Podcast. Um, I did get intermission uh, thrown together. There is something very exciting about this intermission. Uh, this is all music that comes from musicsideproject.com, which is uh, by the creator of Sovereign Feeds, it's Stephen Bell. He's got his own little uh, music player for podcasting 2.0. There's All some, right. There's some really good shit out there. Let me tell you what. Oh, there's no shortage of good shit out there. There's a lot of talented people in the world. And speaking of talented uh, people, you're definitely going to hear uh, a friend of the show's get ready to get folked up by none other than Abel Kirby tonight. Oh, hot. Abel Kirby of The Rare Encounter. Oh, it's going to be so good. I, yes. I heard this track. I was like, damn, son. <laughs> we'll be right back. Give us tasers. Let's go tasty crazy. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Come on, let me taste your butt. No, you can't taste my butt. How about your ball sack? Well, that's worse. Not for me. Look, I, I, I don't want you to taste any part of my body. Can I taste her? No, go away. It's free. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm retarded. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Then why does your face look like that? Like what? Ugly. Zing. High five. I have an idea. Let me tease you. No, you can't tease us. Okay then. How about a not not joke? <sighs> Fine. Not not. Who's there? Get it? Oh. Bye.
rose, a rose upon a thorn. How clearly can it be? Never lost my way until a rose. I found my lover's gone. I've missed the starting gun, but never lost my way until a rose. Ivy vines upon your side. How clearly can it be? Never lost a friend till Ivy Vines. I've left good company and made my enemies, but never lost a friend till Ivy Vines. Oh, the dream is softly fading. Never cried alone till goldenrod. Sorrow came and went, angst and malcontent, and I never cried alone till goldenrod. store or fast food restaurant that you could be cramming five to ten pounds of toxic chemicals down your children's throat well, that's right you could actually be killing your own children so next time you're going to take your kids to burger king why not just save some money and take them out into the backyard and beat the crap out of them it would have the same effect why don't you be responsible and come down to mother earth foods and get some whole foods instead of eating that crap and feeding it to your children. You ought to be locked up. You probably smoke too. 
I don't care if you kill yourself. Just don't do it to your children. A message from Mother Earth Foods and the militant activists against everything. Uh. Huh?
We now return to Behind the Scenes. Starring Uberry, 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 Uberry. Welcome back to second second half of show for Behind the Schemes, episode 149. 149, we're one away, my guy. One away? It's so close I can almost taste it. Oh, oh God, I can taste that. Uh, It is currently April 24th, 2023. It is 9.16 p.m. here on the bereft coast, which means it's 10... Oh, sorry, 17. 9.17 on the bereft, 10.17, mount me... 1117 Central, which means it's midnight 17 over there on the East Coast, where uh, Jimmy B had a blowout uh, 50 plus point game. Uh, so all uh, all karma to the heat. Is this sexual references? <laughs> Close. Basketball. <laughs> Just one step away, really. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, it's episode 149. And I, for one, am incredibly excited about this. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw them discussing over at podcastindex.social, there's a new proposal for a value time split. So we'll soon be able to um, parse out intermission to be a separate value split for all the musicians. So if you end up boosting during intermission, in theory, all the stats would go to the musicians. That's pretty tasty. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about those prospects. What if we don't know the musician? Does it only apply to people that we actually know and can provide a split to? Uh, you know, I've been looking at that uh, music side project. Uh, and then there's a lot of crossover with the Wave Lake folks, uh, which is another mm-hmm. music uh, platform that's value enabled. So you can send them uh, Satoshis as you listen. Um. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, uh, Abel Kirby has got some stuff up there. The stay a while album, you know, we, mm. we would be able to, you know, set it up so that all of the, or, uh, it would be split up evenly beside the musicians or, you know, maybe if you're listening to that particular song, 100% goes to the musician or the artist, mm-hmm. a lot of different things to play with. I think it will be really cool. I like it. But this is the part of the show where we like to take a moment and thank all of the people that help make this what it is. And there's quite a few people uh, that we need to thank. Uh, indeed, indeed. Of course, uh, right off the bat, Joe and Jen. Uh, you can check them out over at the Legit Bat Podcast. We got the link tree for them posted up at the top of our show notes. So if you want to uh, circle back and check out what they got to offer, you can uh, head right over there and you got everything listed for you. Indeed, uh, the link tree. Gosh, you see those all over the place. You got all the links. So all the different stuff. And then we got, oh, I forgot to, I should send them an invite to spook.social. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got to go to spook. You know, spook.social was working today when NA social was not. <laughs> Put that out there. I love spook.social. Spooky. 
we, we've had uh, some people trickling in lately. I feel like the numbers are slowly but steadily growing, and uh, the community itself is growing, and we've got some great people that provide a lot of great content. And Yeah, actually, the, uh, the unrecord video came from a, a new face, Max Cope. Over at Max Studio. Cope. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Max Cope. You signed up last week, so that's cool. Or sometime during the last week. Uh, yeah, he gave a compliment to the fact that that we do uh, subvert and glow, <laughs> which you know I ha- I have to you know say hey. Yeah. I should uh, hit up Fisker Whiskers and see if he'd be willing to change some of the color schemes up for us. I'm thinking the mm-hmm. uh, any outbound bound links or perhaps the uh, the handles changing the that text font color to like a electric really, green or something. I really wish that we could have previews of it. Cause I know that it's kind of a pain in the ass for them to change all of that or maybe not a pain in the ass, but something of a pain in the ass. And we can't really get to see like a couple of different options there. Hmm. I'd have to ask him. Cause I thought he had sent over uh, some like demo links when he was building the original. So well, that'd be Great. I mean, if it's a matter of him having a demo link or if we gave him a, a couple of different palettes to work with and he was able to screen all of them and send them to us, I don't know. We, uh, we'll we figure that out. But yeah, I think shaking up the color scheme is always a good call. Um, We had a couple of PayPal donations come through. Uh, first off being Sir Tunta of the Ditch People. Uh, he had Junta! His- he had his donation of $3.33. Magic numbers uh, land this past week. Thank you, Sir Junta, for your support as always, sir. And we hope you're doing well wherever you are with your fantastic family. Yes. Big, big shout out, Karma, to Mousy Bear. Hope, mm-hmm. she's, hope she's doing well. Yeah. And all the, all the chitlins, the wee ones, the little Juntas. All the, the way ju- little Juntas. The Judintos. <laughs> uh, slightly problematic, but we'll let it go. I'm part Mexican, sir. I get a pass. Good boy. Uh. La Pasa de la Raza. All uh, uh, right. We had, uh, we yeah, had make, uh, Mary-Kate Ultra. She was sending some ultra-secretive test uh, purchases uh, for these pins coming out uh, next week. And that was for $18, and she said to keep it. Well, thank you, Mary-Kate Ultra. I- I've been wearing my pin a lot lately. It's a beautiful, beautiful pin. Yes, yeah, so next week uh, when we go live, we're going to have the um, BTS enamel pins ready to rock and roll. Uh, you should be able to either boost in Satoshis or use uh, PayPal to to procure them. Mm-hmm. Yes, whatever is your pleasure or your poison. Yes, I'm very excited about it. I think this is the next level of cool shit that we're going to try and do. And thanks to them for um, for tagging along and, and uh, hopping on the ride, as it were. Yes, they are phenomenal people. If you want to hear more of them, you can actually go over to the bowls. Bowl after bowl feed, uh, episode 240, Bowls with Buds, featuring Mary-Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. Yes, indeed. The bowlers were kind enough to uh, break, wait, was the burst their cherry? Is that is that the term? Is that what the kids say? Wow. 
Yeah, I think yeah. So. I think so. God, I'm getting more boomy every day. <laughs> that fits your personality. It does. It does. They used to say I was an old soul. Now they just say I'm an old. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they did wonderfully and uh, very, very fun to listen to. Covered a lot of ground. So if you, uh, oh, it's Pop the Cherry. Thank you, Private Browsing. Uh, these kids. Yeah, go check them out. They're fantastic stuff. Bowls with Buds and uh, Bowl After Bowl, which is hosted, of course, by Sir Spencer and DeLorean of Kansas City. Indeed. Uh, and then Make Heroism came in with a donation uh, for $37.80 with a note that said Threadless for the last two months. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. So they run our BTS shop. You can find it bts.shop. Find t-shirts and all that. And uh, yeah, they're the ones to thank for that. They're beautiful shirts, too. Yep. Behindtheschemes.threadless.com or uh, behindtheschemes.shop. That should get oh. you there, too. Booby, did you know that because it's been so warm here in California that I've been wearing my Dare Bro Tank again? You're you're giving me the itch. It's already time. It's well, I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we had, uh, who was it? Who was it next? Uh, Mr. Uh, Ed. Mr. Ed. He had the intermission submission for the, let's go tazy crazy. <laughs> let's go tazy crazy. <laughs> Why does your face look like that? Like what? Ugly. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mr. Ed, as always. Um, and then uh, Fletcher sent over, and I'm I'm really bummed that it, it wasn't fired. I'm not sure what's going on with the note. I've been trying to work on it in the background and still no life. Uh, but Fletcher sent over the ISO for the Satoshi Slam. And I did, I added, I, I tweaked it just, just a scotch. Satoshi Slam! So I wanted to hear them sats jingle. All right, all right. Get a little Mario coin action. And that one was for 88888 And I did see someone earlier was trying to fire that one off, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we- apologies. Uh, I don't know if it's helipad or what, but something's uh, skitzing out t- tonight. I was, you know, I was trying to get connected to the node earlier today, and I was having some issues. Uh, tried rebooting it a couple times and wasn't having any luck. And then it... Connected for a little bit, and now it's uh, it's back down. I'm not sure. I can still SSH in, uh, but it won't. Uh, I can't get the the BoostBot connected for whatever reason. And since BoostBot's not firing in the chats, which I'm sure many people have seen, irc.zeronode.net slash hashtag greenroom for the uh, IRC chat, BoostBot or a uh, gal's not firing the boost off. It's sad. And I should reiterate, you know, the chat room's where the action is, people. If you like uh, the show at all, you're going to like it a lot more if you're hanging out in the, sh- in the chat room, which you can find uh, at zososcorner.substack.com, or if you have uh, an IRC client, we are at irc.zeronode.net, as Booberry said. A hashtag green room. And there is some boost that came through that we uh, definitely got a shout out here. I'm going to try and do my best to fire these uh, ISOs off live as we go and see what happens. Mm, uh, doing it live. But from four days ago, we had 6666 from Pizar saying the Scaly Show. 
Samurai Chop. Chop, chop. And then uh, <laughs> for 66,666 sets through Fountain, he said, The bad news, missing the live show. The good news, the goats are still not safe. <laughs> <laughs> No, far from safe. <laughs> You'll never be safe, goats. Not while we're around, anyways. Uh, and then we had one, two, three, four, five from Servo uh, through Podverse saying forward slash me redeems one, two, three, four, five good boy points to hear a specific waveform. Good boy. <laughs> GBPs for Servo. Thank you. Where is that one? Where is it? Where is she? Damn, that dolphin brought back good boy points. <laughs> you know it. I've been waiting, dude. I'm telling you what, there's a whole plate of tendies and my name on it right now. Just got to go and spend them. Mom, chicken nuggets. The meatloaf. Uh, we had 3333 from Make Heroism through Fountain with no notes. Oh, thank you, Make Heroism. Yes, thank you. And then it was, uh, who was it? Clip Custodian coming in for 33333. Ayo. And that's actually one of the new ISOs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, maybe we can, t- I don't know. I, I just threw something in. I was like, hell, I wonder what it's, what it would be like to boost uh, music samples. Um, I mean, it'd be fine. I just, I just would tighten it up a little bit. Uh, but, uh it's very nice. Uh, 8888 from Make Heroism. <laughs> Three Fountain. Oh, zap the gimp. Uh, and then 22-222 from Clip Custodian through uh, CurioCaster. Or, yeah, CurioCaster boosting the live tag for tonight's episode. And all of those live sets are getting split up as we speak uh, between mm. lots of people, actually. That's right. You get a split. And you get a split. We all get splits. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds expensive. Hell yeah. Uh, 7777 from Mary Kate Ultra through Fountain saying psychic bone gardening. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. (laughs) Sign me up. We got 23451 from the NA Millennial through Fountain saying, please use this boostagram to spread the good news about Pfizer's miracle vaccine. Oh, what's the good news, they ask? Well, Brought to you Pfizer by has an answer. Pfizer. Indeed. Uh, I'm not sure what good news there is, but if uh, it'll pay, they're barking up the wrong tree, goddammit. In <laughs> uh, a Millennial and Dalgen do a show over there at the Millennial Media Offensive every Tuesday night. Check it out. 5.30. Central, no agenda stream, mmo.show slash listen. That's right. Just because it's a millennial media offensive doesn't mean you have to be a millennial to enjoy it. It's good for all ages. Uh, we had one, two, three, four, five through Fountain from Dame Boosty Seed saying BTS antidote to MK Ultra programming. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, Boostest dude. Damn B. Appreciate uh, I am a good bully. I am a good boy. I'm a good boy. <laughs> I wonder. I really wonder if Adam's heard that one, one of those uh, good boy ices as of late. I'm pretty sure he has. <laughs> uh, we had 6666 from Mary Kate Ultra through Fountain saying goat sacrifice is allergic to censorship. <laughs> K.O. Goat didn't even know what was coming. Poor bastard. We got plenty of goats, though. They're not going so. away anytime soon. Just for well, they are, but <laughs> <Just for tonight>. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. We're going to retract that statement. Uh, we had one, two, three, four, five from Servo saying forward slash me does not receive the advertised waveform, but is okay with that. Do you know why Servo is okay with that? Why, Booberry? Why is he okay with it? I am a good boy. He's actually been uh, helping me in the back channel. We were uh, bouncing some ideas off. Trying to get things working. Always working. Work it, work it, work it. Uh, 8888 from Make Heroism through Fountain. Uh, no notes. And then 13... Thank uh, you. 13696 from Make Heroism again through Fountain. Oh, double dipping. That one is the... Uh, is that the spray paint one? I think that's the spray paint one. If I'm not mistaken. Which I don't know where I put it at. Uh, the defacing one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's deface some public art. That's it. I think. Uh, what else we got here? Sixty six, sixty six from Servo uh, through Podverse, boosting the live tag. And I just realized that the recorder's not going. So thank you, Nam, in advance for the BTS fucking live stream. I don't know how this stopped. Wow, what is it with tonight? Reverse star. Man, that is bizarre. What in the world happened? Well, thank you, Nam. You are now an official producer of uh, episode 149. <sighs> Jesus Christ, dude. Mm. Is this something about my face? Is that what it is? Why? Because you didn't show it on video? <laughs> God damn it. The universe is mad at you for hiding your face, Booberry. Yeah, well, what what you, can what can you do? Recording going at all times, so we can always hit him up too. Right on. Um, hmm. Uh, one uh, eleven thousand one hundred and eleven stats from the clip custodian through CurioCaster. He was boosting last week's episode. Hmm. <laughs> JB on the one. Good God. Uh, 2,874 sets from Bully Steed through Fountain saying Teast. Teast. Yeah, I, I know Bully Steed. I'm seeing what's going on with the IRC cacophony. It ain't firing. Recorder's not going. What the fuck is happening here? It looks like it looks like it was only about eight minutes that it was paused. So we might be able, we might be okay here. <sighs> Um, and then the last one was for, uh, 1,170 sets from Bully Seed saying Jimmy J. Oh, thank you again, Boulet. Trying to get some of that Jim Jones action, uh, which I can do that for you. Give that little sweetheart a little bit of love. So it was sloppy, but we did it. 
<laughs> oh, pish posh, you did it just fine. You know, this is what happens when you go live. This is part of the fun of doing a live show, as you well know. Yep. Just gotta fucking grit your teeth and keep going. And pound, 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 pound. Pound harder. Pound hashtag pounding. <sighs> yeah, that's uh that wraps it for all of the producers for tonight. Uh definitely uh, if this is the type of show that you're into and you want to be a part of it, all you got to do is just reach out and touch us, uh, whether it be through the chat, through spook.social, which is entirely free to sign up. Um, there's all sorts of ways. The fun never ends. It really, really doesn't until it does. And uh, you ready to get in some Tiffany Dover? If you are so inclined. Yeah. We can try it out. I and I got into this stuff, and I was listening to all the podcasts, and I was looking at all the images, and I walked away really feeling inconclusive about the whole thing. I, for last week's show, when we talked about Christine Blasey Ford, I walked away thinking that you know we'd really discovered some things about her background and about some of these elitist connections and all of that, but uh, with her, it just got weird. Um, I've put a bunch of pictures in the show notes of her comparing her then and now. And I think, unfortunately, at the end of the day, you know, this is just a very subjective topic. You either think that she looks like, uh, her from three years ago, or you don't. And I have some clips here that go into just kind of the background and everything for anyone who doesn't know. And the character that I ended up getting more interested in, more than Tiffany Dover, was the lady who did the reporting. Uh, her name is Brandy Zadrozny. She works with NBC, and she is an Emmy Award-winning uh, <laughs> Shorenstein Fellow of Harvard, spooky, spooky, spooky journalist. Oh, a fellow fellow. A fellow fellow, yes. Uh, but to give everybody a little background, why don't we play my first clip here, TD1. Is that hooked people? Yes. Okay. My name is Tiffany Dover. I am 25 years old. I am from Higdon, Alabama. I graduated Northeast Community College in 2012. And ever since then, I've been at Memorial Hospital. That is the voice of Tiffany Pontes Dover. um, This is a video she made back in 2016. She's sitting on a bed filming herself on her phone. There's music playing, and it seems like she made the video as part of an application of some kind. Looking straight into the camera, she explains that she's a nurse and a mom. I am married. I have two um, babies. I have a little girl, and I have a little boy. This is the only video on Tiffany's YouTube channel. On her other social media accounts, though, on Facebook and Instagram, she loved to post. Selfies, first days of school, family beach vacations and campouts. They all convey the sense that she's a really lovely and cheerful person. And school will definitely be a challenge, but it's a challenge I'm ready for, so bring it on. It's hard watching this video now, because whatever challenges Tiffany imagined she might conquer as a nurse, there is no way she could have seen what was coming in 2020. When she became the main character in a wild COVID-era myth and an obsession for total strangers on the internet. She's got those pretty bright blue eyes that are unmistakable. So all they have to do, all the system pigs have to do, 
is bring her up on stage. But they've never brought her out since December 2020. Where is Tiffany Dover? The story goes like this. In December of 2020, Tiffany Dover was one of the first people in Chattanooga, Tennessee, to get the COVID vaccine. She's a nurse at one of the main hospitals there. She got the shot at a press event, streamed live by local news stations, and she briefly passed out afterward. She was totally fine. But some people who watched the video decided otherwise. Holy mackerel. That chick might actually be dead. Holy mackerel. (laughs) So she loves to... (laughs) She loves to splice in little tidbits from kind of the, the wacky tacky people from the internet who make claims. And the whole production is very gonzo. It's very much about kind of her. The whole thing, it's a four-episode deal that she does. Her podcast is called Tiffany Dover's Dead, asterisk. And then she also, working for NBC, wrote a full-fledged NBC article. This article was released on the 10th of April of this year, and it's the 24th now, so just a couple weeks ago. And the idea is that this gal, Tiffany Dover, Tiffany Pontes Dover, Pontes, her maiden name, she was a nurse at Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga Hospital in Tennessee. And she was one of the first people to collapse on television after getting the shot. And people collapsing uh, is kind of a norm now. Athletes have been doing it left and right. Comedians, uh, a lot of the time, will bring video of people who just, you know, collapse uh, out of nowhere. The news and anchor supercuts. News anchors, heads of state, even people up at the podium passing out. And a lot of people will take it and meme it and they'll, you know, have Stone Cold Austin uh, be in there and, you know, body slamming him or something. But uh, she was the first. And this was at a very, very high pitched point. This is December of 2020 when all this went down. And the way that it ultimately unfolded was she passed out and then she disappeared entirely uh, off of social media and everything. And as Brandy mentioned, she does have a YouTube channel. There's only one video on the YouTube channel. It's from 2016 and it's one minute and 23 seconds. And it's just a little mini biography of herself. She talks about who she is, where she works her kids. It's almost like, um, like an audition reel or something, you know, or some sort of uh, interview uh, back and forth. You go to her Instagram, as they say, and you find that the first post that she ever made was in March 29th, 2020. Wow. So she, she'd been around for you know years and years, but it wasn't until COVID actually hit that uh, she started posting on Instagram. Well, she had nothing else better to do, I guess, while being stuck at the hospital with Nobody there to treat. Uh, apparently so. She's got these images in and she goes and takes pictures of her kids and some little things around Tennessee. And then it happens in December. Uh, she she collapses and kind of becomes this media sensation. And then she falls off the face of the earth. No more posts. No more anything. Uh, and she doesn't show up again until... Uh, until uh, a couple weeks ago. Police these this great show notes. Um, to you. Uh, 
the let's see well we got some other things here yeah i'm still tripped out by these uh the the headshots of her in the um in the one article yes in the article that they released the nbc article uh none of the pictures of her face are clear they're all sort of stylized or there's something in front of the face or whatever there isn't just a kind of clear shot of her and to me i mean let me let me just ask you this if you were caught up in this if this happened to you what would what would you do to remedy the situation how would you convince everybody that you weren't dead <laughs> uh this is a tough one for me to answer only because I would absolutely lean into it as hard as I possibly could. So absolutely. Would I choose some spooky colors along with the, uh, uh, just weird images having to do with people's eyes, like the, 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 I guess cover quote unquote cover photo for this article features six of her eyes in the image. Uh, uh, this image has one eye visible, uh, there was the one with her in the weeds and she's got an eye and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do something exactly like this, like uh very uh, Andy Kaufman, like, you know, play up, play it up, lean into it. <laughs> would you, would it take you two years to do it? Uh, you know, sometimes the, the, the longer the aging, the finer the wine, I think. Is that how that well, goes? in this case, I feel like if, if you're trying to convince people that you're not dead, then disappearing for two years probably is is a good way to lean into it. It's a good way to 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 rile people up. Realistically, um, I mean, just some sort of fucking Instagram live stream, perhaps uh, some sort of a video TikTok reel reels. Oh, wait, I guess those terms aren't synonymous, uh, right? You go and you do a video. Hey, it's me. I'm alive. See. Yeah, look at look, me. Look, it's me. Hey, here's me with the newspaper of today's date. So she doesn't do that. And the claim in this article and, and from Brandy is that she did. She went on and she made videos and she posted them on Instagram. She said, I'm, I'm here. I'm alive. And the crazy kooky conspiracy theorists on the Internet just couldn't accept it. You know, oh, it's a mask or it's whatever. But I look through and there are no videos. I don't see any of what she's talking about. Uh, I see some videos before, and then I see some videos two years, three years after. And that's that. And then what do we have? She's, I mean, anybody would look different after two, three years. Anybody could potentially look different after that time. And if it is her, well, she's changed her hair color. She's, you know, I think put on maybe like 10 pounds. And uh, her face looks a little different. Her face is a little more round in the image where she in the video or the original video in 2020, when she faints, she's kind of skinny and almost like in an unhealthy way. Like her face is, is a little, uh, as a sort of like, a uh, maybe like a, I don't know. I don't want to say anything like rude or anything, but it just, she seems like she's a little weary or she's (laughs) something like that. And then when she comes in here, I mean, they just like spruced her up and made her miss Rockstar. And now she's, yeah, the airbrush treatment, and she's all big smiles. Whereas in in the other stuff, you know, before in twenty twenty, she seems like a very kind of meek person. The face is very meek. 
But again, this is all subjective. I mean, this is literally just, you can go on and look at it yourself and come to your own conclusion. But the Instagram itself is is funny because there are some kind of spooky things that are in there that any conspiracy person would take note of. Like, for example, the very fir- one of her very first things she posted is uh, them digging a hole in the yard that's about grave-sized. <laughs> that, that's where they had to, to bury the clone egg sack. Yeah, it yeah. It took two years to grow the new Tiffany Dover. That's where the D-U-M-B is, you know? <laughs> uh, there's also a pizza, of course. You always got to have a pizza. And, uh, yeah, um, we could play a couple more clips just to kind of get into this lady and, and who she is, this Brandy character. Please play TD2. I cover the internet for a living, which means I cover misinformation and conspiracy theories, and I spend a lot of time trying to figure out who's behind them. But this story... This one hooked me. It hooked a lot of people. She's just gone. She's gone. Because it unites two massive categories of paranoid communities. Conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers. Activists like Robin Openshaw, who said this at a conference in Florida. Write her name down. Find her. There's a $100,000 bounty to produce Tiffany Pontus Dover alive. Totally dead serious about this. This is not a generalization, but I feel like a lot of the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists that are out there producing material on the internet don't have audio quality nearly as decent as the clips that Brandy here is playing. Am I looking too much into that? As a reporter, sadly, I cannot take bounty payments, but when I heard... Oh God, I was muted the whole time. That's all good. (laughs) God, how long was I muted for? Uh, I was just asking if, so Brandy here is playing clips, right? Of other Mm -hmm. conspiracy podcasts or YouTube videos, I guess. Mm -hmm. The audio quality seems really decent, which I feel like is a little out of the norm. Uh, she had access to all the best quality clips that I could find. I mean, basically I, I went to the source. I went to the source material wherever I could going from her articles and from all of everything that she posted. And uh, it's out there. You just gotta, you just gotta kind of finagle it, get it going. I'll back this up here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Payments, but when I heard Openshaw make this challenge, I thought, I'll take it, because I know that Tiffany Dover is not dead. I know that vaccines didn't kill her, and I know that debunking these ideas could do a lot of good. All I'd have to do is prove that a person who didn't die didn't die. How hard could that be? Oh, God. So cut it off here. (laughs) So this is kind of where I get into the whole Gonzo situation. I listened to this series. As I said, it's about four episodes. At least what I found is four episodes. Each episode is a little under 45 minutes. And most of the podcast, if not basically all of it, is her looking for Tiffany. And, and being a persistent journalist, going to her workplace, going to her house, trying to contact her family, trying to find out who this girl is, where she is. And the idea is that hell or high water, whether Tiffany was going to show up or not, she was going to work on this. 
She was obsessed with this topic and she was going to make it one way or another. And it just so happened that at the very end of her big search, she just so happened, you know, right before she's sending everything to her editor and there's deadlines being met. Then Tiffany comes out of the woodwork and goes, here I am. I'm alive. Interview me. I want to talk all about it. Oh my God. I can't thank you so much. I'd love to clear the air. How climatic. I know how wonderfully, uh, you know, fantastic and thematic. Also, I love how her solution to quell or I guess uh, disprove any of these crazy conspiracies is to stalk the girl. (laughs) And to talk about how damn hard it is to find her. Like, I know that it's kind of weird because she starts off with, well, I know this girl's alive, but there's no trace of her. I don't know where to find her. Nobody can contact her. Uh, you know, I go to her work. I go to her house. She's not there, but I know she's alive. The conspiracy people cannot be right. They just can't be. Um, and so it's very much kind of about her and she narrates it and it's all kind of told in this very step-by-step thematic way where, you know, she adds the sound effects. She's recording her, you know, her walking on the gravel to the whatever, you know, all these little sound effects and stuff. And, and like what you heard there, it kind of has this very, um, as clip custodian said, this American life or like Lizzie McGuire, like Disney channel type of feel where it's like, and you know what? I was going to find her. And it goes into the music. It's like, uh, I, I got a clip that it reminded me of. If you'll play uh, TD 2022. And with that, the 2022 season comes to an end. Good night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just like, a, oh, wow. And just like that, everything changed. <laughs> uh, I wish I could do lo-fi stuff on the fly. That would be fun. <laughs> got to get a, we got to get a little uh, synthesizer for you. Another piece of gear to, to, to queue up. Yes. Um, Oh, I could yeah. slow, I could slow down the porn music. Oh, it's not slow enough. Never mind. <laughs> but it has to be like this corny poppy Interscope Records song. Oh, know, Private like, Browsing has an excellent suggestion. We should totally get some lo-fi cold play to really spice up the drama for this show. Well, what we just played was slowed down cold play. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very, you know, like poppy Coldplay, you know. And yeah, I don't know. Or some Foster the People. That could be fun. Something. But it has to be super tacky and overplayed radio, whatever. I don't know. But the the whole project comes off as like a creative writing exercise as opposed to a piece of hard-hitting, like, investigative journalism. I know that she's trying to go for that feel by, you know, just kind of talking about every step along the way, but it comes off as fake. It comes off as like overproduced, overprocessed. And the truth is, is again, you know, the, the elephant in the room, all we really need is a video of this, of this gal talking. And if it's her, then it's her and it's over. But these people just cannot wrap their heads around the fact that just keep saying over and over again, well, uh, even if we did do that, these conspiracy theorists are just so crazy that it just won't even matter. So why, why would we even bother? And that was the stance for three years until one day they went, well, maybe not. 
please play TD3, misinformation specialist. It says a lot about where we are that I have this job at all. Misinformation specialist? I mean, I love what I do, and I think I'm good at it. But I'd rather live in a world where a reporter like me struggles to find work. But that is not the world that we live in. My colleagues and I are constantly overwhelmed with leads and tips about new conspiracy theories and older ones that just won't die. (laughs) Most of the time, all we can do is try to shine a light on something and hope for the best. We're really putting out fires here. There just isn't enough time before we have to move on to the next urgent thing. And that's how this podcast project came to be. We're calling it Truthers because that's the label that true believers and so many of these bizarre causes give themselves. And in a way, we want to take it back. By taking the time to go deep and show authoritatively what's true and what isn't, and the harm that happens when we get the two confused. And I've always had a sense of urgency. Yes. Would you like to know about all of the urgent topics that she's covered on her Twitter this uh, this month? Yes. I have such a thing with a sense of urgency. People... Oh, I, so oh. urgent. Y'all, I don't even have time in the day to explain to you the importance of urgency to myself. It's it's a real thing. It's a very real thing. So this has got my attention 110%. Oh, yeah. Well, there's some really urgent stuff that she addresses, you know, some real fresh takes, you know, that no other liberal news organization has ever pushed. I decided to... Uh, go through her Twitter account. By the way, she has a Mastodon account as well. We'll get into that a little later. But she has a Twitter account, of course. And I went through and essentially just ticked off all of the topics that she talked about in the last month. Every single topic. I went one by one. I went, okay, and I made a category. And I just I just kept adding markers to whatever topic she addressed. Let's talk. Okay, here, here's all the things she talked about on Twitter. All the urgent topics. She talked about the 2020 election being rigged, not being rigged. Uh, She talked about Twitter after Elon takes it over twice, uh, 2020 election twice, COVID and anti-vax stuff, uh, over 20 posts, Uh, gay stuff, a.k.a. Globo Homo, a couple times, Uh, the GOP, conservative news organizations, Tucker Carlson, Trump, and herself. That's all she's talked about. In the last month, there's no other journalism going on aside from just the the same five things that we hear from every single other person over and over and over and over again. No, the 2020 election wasn't stolen. No, the, the vaccines don't have adverse side effects. And to question it is to be a total loon. You know, you, you're a flat earther if you think that the vaccines are dangerous. And this is how uh, you put out fires, kids. And it's just, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that she's out there doing this work that no one else is doing. So I looked into her uh, her profile. She has a LinkedIn page. She has a Wikipedia page. And her background is a little mysterious, I must say. A little mysterious. I might even so be so bold as to say that she is a woman of mystery. <gasps> do you want me to play the thing? I, I would like you to, yes, please. Oh, I can do the thing. Uh, do, do that thing. What was it called again? Shit. I don't remember what it was now. Is it W-O-M? W-O-M? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Oh, there well, it is. Don't worry. You're listening to Behind the Schemes, Women of Mystery. That's right. 
like I said, the, the Tiffany Dover stuff, I've posted the pictures. I've posted some videos. You decide for yourself. We'll do a one more side-by-side a little uh, towards the end to, to top it off. But this Brandy's a Drosny character, an American investigative journalist and reporter with NBC News who specializes in, again, extremism, dis- disinformation, and the Internet. Oh, my. What a topic to cover. So it turns out that her origins are in apparently as a librarian. Uh, she was a librarian uh, for the New York Board of Education from 2003 to 2007. Uh, she was a, a librarian and a researcher for several corporate news outlets, including ABC and even Fox News. So she worked for Fox for a couple of years before going to NBC. Uh, she worked for the Daily Beast. And she's been with NBC since 2018. Uh, she all she seems to write about, from what I can tell, is McDonald's goofy uh, conspiracy shit like QAnon, Flat Earth, the 2020 election, COVID. That's really all. That's her whole beat. That's all she covers is just the most basic, the most Mickey Mouse shit uh, that you could possibly talk about. That real low hanging fruit type stuff. Super low hanging fruit. I mean, this gal has an easy job. Um. Let me see if I can find. And she's got all those folks submitting leads to the point where they have a hard time processing them. Oh, yeah. Can't even track them down, you know? I Thank goodness she was able to be so persistent. I I just, I want to think about this for a hot second before we move on. That actually sounds like a really terrible position to be just sent fucking tons and tons and tons of just the, I, I guess the, craziest of the crazy crazy conspiracy theorists like having to sit there and watch all that stuff but then also being terrified the entire time i can't imagine that's i can't that's not a healthy lifestyle (laughs) i think that uh well that's what we do isn't it you know we're always trying to get real down in the trenches and find all the all the real good stuff and with her she doesn't really do that. I mean, she kind of does what a lot of the, the sort of liberal journos do, which is they subscribe to their pre-approved literature and they, you know, they go to the most crazy flat earther to get all of the, all the scoop, but they don't really talk to a more level-headed person. Somebody who isn't just an absolute schizo. And it's always a sort of a common denominator, lowest common denominator kind of situation. Um, I mean, these guys, especially the, you know, a librarian, she subscribes to a, a data set that is pre-approved. Well, there is one thing that I just want to quick push back on, though. I don't feel like, you know, when we cover individuals like this, it's not really necessarily the, the, the it's the claims that we're sitting there trying to debunk or dispel. It's, I, I guess we take a kind of a broader look at the actual individual and their sort of mentality. Uh, their connections and things like that, uh, whether it be through family or college or ed- education. Um, I mean, this, you gotta. Uh, this, I, I, as far as Brandy's concerned, my immediate first take is she just, she's just sitting there constantly scooping the top layer right off and just fucking <laughs> spitting it out there. And you're going, Hey, see, there you go. Yeah. And then corroborates it with something else that one of her colleagues that she went to school with wrote and go, Oh, see, this is the, this is the, uh, this is the right way. This is the correct information and all other information 
just isn't correct. There isn't a whole lot of information that I found about her family, but what I can tell is that she definitely is a rich kid from New York. Uh, she went to the Pratt Institute. So she's a Pratt. Uh, the Pratt Institute. Unfamiliar. Uh, Pratt Institute's in Brooklyn. It's a, it's a private college. It's, it's a super fancy private college uh, in the middle of Brooklyn. Uh, a top-ranked college, if you will. So she went there for only one year, according to her LinkedIn. Uh, that was all that is listed under her education. So she doesn't have any four-year degree or any you know master's or doctorates to speak of, at least as far as on LinkedIn. But if you look at her Wikipedia page, you find that she is a Shorenstein fellow. Are you familiar with the Shorenstein family? That's a big old negative. Well, that's probably because you haven't spent a lot of time in San Francisco. Uh, Shorenstein, uh, oh gosh, oh fuck, what's his name? Steven Shorenstein, is Steve Shorenstein? Let me reconfirm this real quick so I can get the... The is right. It, is it Walter? Walter. Walter Shorenstein. That's right. It was Walter Shorenstein. He was a big shot in San Francisco. Uh, a little before I was born, he, because my family, you know, works in construction. And this guy was the real estate developer of San, Fran- of San Francisco. He was probably the biggest private landowner in the city. And uh, Wikipedia estimates that at one point he owned a quarter of the properties in in the whole city, a quarter of the commercial space, including what was the tallest building for a long time, the Bank of America building, or 555 California, which has always been the the elitist, you know, linchpin big building of San Francisco until uh, what's-his-face from, um, oh, God, who's that guy? Salesforce, the Salesforce guy. Uh, he he built the big butt plug, the Salesforce Tower, which is essentially a, a, a massive dildo in the middle of downtown San Francisco. That's hot. Very a- a- apropos, if you ask me. And it is kind of a cool building. On the penis head on the very top, they have like a hologram type of thing. And they have, you know, images and they'll have like a ballerina dancing and all kinds of stuff. It's very cool. But for many years, in the 60s and 70s in particular, Shorenstein was the guy and his whole family is well known and his company Shorenstein properties is well known. And they actually are the big art art patrons uh, of the city. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been through here on a tour, but they have are responsible for, for basically building and maintaining the three main theaters in San Francisco, the Orpheum, um, the golden gate, and the Koran. Yeah, I want to say it's, uh, and I haven't actually been through San Francisco, period. Um, but I want to say it's more often than not the Golden Gate that um, tours will go to. Although there's a lot of Orpheums out there. Uh, there there's some there nice are a ones. lot of Orpheums. Yeah. Well, from what I've known, uh, the, when the big Broadway, the touring Broadway shows come through, they usually go to the Gate or to the Koran. And then the Orpheum will have the big off-Broadway stuff or whatever doesn't quite make that grade. And then between those three, they cover the bulk of the big, big theater touring that goes on. Actually, so he, we have a, a big shot. We have a Orpheum here in Minneapolis. Ah. Mm-hmm. What does Orpheum mean? Let's see. Define Orpheum. 
Is it like Orpheus? It's just a name that's often used for theaters and entertainment venues. <laughs> well, that's easy. Just make up a word, I suppose. So the Shorenstein Scholarship operates through, or the fellowship, I should say, operates through Harvard. Harvard are the guys that, that run that whole. So she, she uh, was, I guess, accepted and, and uh, accepted this, this fellowship, this endowment, sort of from the, the Shorenstein people. So she has connections to the West Coast elite, as we've already seen, and the East Coast elite. And there's a lot of overlap there. There's a lot of New York elite in San Francisco. The Rockefellers built this town, honestly. Um, so she has those connections, and, and there's just not a whole lot that I can find on the gal, but she's a big hotshot person. She won an Emmy for the January 6th, for covering January 6th. Oh, wow. Very and great. the attack there. Wow, how brave. So she keeps addressing all of these, these matters that are flimsy. I mean, January 6th, we've seen again and again, it was pretty much a ruse. It was organized from the inside. They use it to, as an excuse to do all kinds of awful things. And it, it doesn't hold a candle to the three months of violence that was caused by the BLM riots. It was somehow January 6th is worse. Uh, so she gets to participate in that theater. And then as far as this COVID thing, I, to me, dude, I don't care if Tiffany Dover, uh, you know, if she's, I mean, I hope she's alive. I don't wish harm on anybody. And if this gal is just some random poor nurse that got caught up in this terrible charade, well, then I, I feel very bad for her and I don't really want to participate in any witch hunt. If, if the witch hunt is stupid and based in nothing, but it still doesn't change the fact that COVID is a ruse in general and that vaccines do hurt people. And, uh, and the medical industry has just pulled one of the greatest cons ever in the history of humanity. And, you know, all the political powers around the world were complicit in it and used it to strip the rights away from people, not only of this country, but all over the world. Political entertainment, medical, yeah. across I mean, the board. Whether it doesn't matter about Tiffany Dover, COVID still is a joke. <laughs> the future is lockstep, baby. <laughs> yeah. So her whole living is, is made off of defending these hoaxes, defending these, these dumb things and providing sort of, uh, as she is, she is a misinformation, disinformation expert. And that's all she peddles is disinformation. Uh, although I thought that she did a very good job with this Tiffany Dover story, as if it is to be believed. I have no real reason to go out on a limb and say this is all made up. And it could very well be made up because that's what psyops are. But I will actually compare the voices uh, because that, if anything, kind of provides something that you can work with. So I have here some clips that we haven't actually played yet. Um, but if you could play just the very beginning of the first clip, TD1 hooked people for me real quick. Hi, everyone. My name is Tiffany Dover. I am 25 years old. I am from Higdon, Alabama. I graduated Northeast Community College in 2012, and ever since then, I've been at Memorial Hospital. Okay, you can stop it there. 
Now, that was her from 2016. Okay, so mind you, that was that was a couple years ago now. Let's listen to her talking this year uh, at the beginning of clip six, TD6, her actual voice. I had people showing up at my house. I had people reaching out to my mm. friends, my family. I even received death threats. Were you afraid for your family? Absolutely. Yes. Through it all, Tiffany kept silent, and that only made the online frenzy worse. Why not come out and dispel these rumors? Initially, that was exactly what I wanted to do. And unfortunately, I was told that that absolutely would not happen. The hospital told you not to speak out? Correct. Yes. It would be irrecoverable damage, is what I was told, if I was to speak out and have another episode. Instead, the hospital put out this video, intending to show she was alive, but the so-called Tiffany truthers picked it apart and used it as fuel. Online anti-vaxxers and the movement are sort of using you as their poster girl. It's hard to think that you are being used to detour somebody from getting the vaccine. And that, that was really hard for me to cope with. Are you saying you blamed yourself? Yes, absolutely. I wish that we would have used it as a platform to speak out on the fact that people do pass out after getting shots, vaccines, but that is not a reason to not proceed with getting them. So you be the judge. I mean, those are the two voices right there. You can compare them. She she has, I think, a lower timbre. Yeah, jump lower. Up. Yeah. Register. Hi, everyone. My name is Tiffany Dover. I am 25 years old. I am from Higdon, Alabama. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and then I think she loses the drawl a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of gotten flattened out some. It's it's very California now, you know, the way she talks now. But back then, she's a little more twangy. Which is, I mean, realistically, that's not like something you're going to ditch in two years, three years. Well, according to Junta here, he did the math. It was seven years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so all uh, all do up front there. The uh, the other thing too is just uh, being used as a prop. I mean that w- that was kind of the situation that that kicked off this entire thing. Uh, I you know I I get not wanting to be part of uh, a grand conspiracy, but you were also implicit in trying to coerce people into taking untested medical uh, procedures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they make it clear that the, the, the nurses and the health people were the first people to get it. And it was on them to set the example. It was up to all these people. They went from state to state, hospital to hospital, given whatever chain of priority that came from. And they had all these doctors and all these nurses go on TV and take the shot and tell everybody, yeah, do it. This is great. See, we're doing it. You do it too. Don't you want to be be part of our solution? And it just seems, uh, it just seems irresponsible. It seems strange. There's, there's a definite stripping of, of something (laughs) when you, when you're having people do that. Uh, I believe we haven't played clip four yet. Can you please play TD four? time of hope. This first season is about Tiffany Dover. Why? Because she represents what this larger phenomenon of misinformation is really about. A regular person whose life becomes a weapon in a global information war. 
It's a story that begins, ironically enough, in a moment of hope. Moderna announcing today its vaccine is nearly 95% effective. And with last week's upbeat announcement from Pfizer about its shot, there is building optimism about a way out of this pandemic. It's December 2020, and finally, we have a COVID vaccine. Healthcare workers get the first dose. Finally. Two Northwell Health employees have volunteered to be the first to be vaccinated. One is uh, Yves Durceau, uh, chair of emergency medicine. At the local news stories and live streams are all the same. It's hope on repeat. A nurse sanitizes her hands, puts on gloves, swabs a shoulder. The needle goes in, the needle goes out, a Band-Aid, and cheers. Yay. On the 17th, the vaccine comes to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Local news stations are covering the scene inside the Catholic Health Initiative's Memorial Hospital. Everybody calls it CHI Memorial. They're live streaming on Facebook and thousands of people are watching. I love that. Needles go in, needles go out. <laughs> or needle goes in. <laughs> yeah. She compares it to a dance. Says, we're doing the dance. You take a seat, needle goes in, needle goes out. Everyone cheers. I'm gonna, Yay, I'm good gonna, for you. I'm going to blame Stephen Colbert for that one in his dancing vaccine costumes and the oscars remember when the oscars when they had all the dancing needles come out oh i i blocked that one somehow i don't know how oh god <laughs> scared the shit out of poor willem dafoe he had no idea what the hell was going on uh, oh god yeah what was that hope on repeat or something hope on repeat on the news this and she compares to the news and it's all the news is talking about was about hope and she's talking about the Moderna vaccine and how it had 95% efficacy. Geez, that aged real well. Oh, wait, you released this two weeks ago. Like, dude, did you get the memo? Nobody's sitting around here talking about how great the Moderna vaccine was, okay? Um, and that adds, again, to it. I mean, the, as much as we want to talk about the mystery of this lady, Tiffany Dover and Brandy, it really all boils down to COVID. It all boils down to they are promoting this as if if you question anything about this, something as bizarre as this case, it all falls under the same umbrella as somebody who just goes, well, geez, I don't really think Pfizer is a very trustworthy company. And I know that the government and the medical industry has a history of doing the uh, immoral thing in the name of the almighty dollar. So that apparently is enough to, to throw you in with the rest. Yeah, I told somebody that uh, the Flat Earth conspiracy exists just as much for the, the Globers as it does the Flat Earthers. Yeah. And and she interviews guys. Like, she brings on a guy who's basically a Flat Earth Dave. And she goes, you know, hey, I'm a, I, I listen to these conspiracy guys. I, they're my friends. So I called Flat Earth Jim, and I talked to him about it. And he told her basically what I'm telling you, which is that all the only thing that will disprove this is a video. Just show us a video. It's so simple. Just go provide pictures and video of this woman. Clear, concise, easy. And they did. And there's a lot of people who don't think that they're the same person. And to be fair, she doesn't look like what she did then. <laughs> you know, if that is her, she does look different. You're not making this e easy, people. And and this lady here who's doing this reporting, she's so spooky. This girl just glows in the dark. Uh, the fact that she had an Emmy by the time she was, what, I don't know, 25? I mean, give me a break. An Emmy for promoting January 6th misinformation, if you will. Well, you know what they say about that. 
she's perfect and she's beautiful and stunning and brave. Yeah. So Brandy's a Drosny. I kind of wanted to, what I wanted to do and I didn't really have enough time to do is I wanted to go through her Twitter for like months and I wanted to just dock one by one, all of the topics that she covered and see if she did any journalism on, on anything else other than a paper tiger. Other than a media boogeyman like Jan Six or COVID, there's probably a Python script for that. Oh well, I I would hope so. Uh, the name of the producer again is Brandy Zadrozny. She is in the show notes here. I've got her wiki, her Twitter, her LinkedIn, and her Mastodon page. She is on Mastodon dot social. I uh, I actually want I want to I want to share. A, one of her posts that I was looking at in the chat. Uh, <laughs> can't believe I have to fix these children dinner every single night. <laughs> yeah, she throws in little cute little whatevers here and there. Goddamn kids. Damn kids. And her... Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Tiffany's husband, Ben. Ben Dover. Oh, my. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And does he? Good boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts so far? Uh, you know, they just, they, they didn't make it easy. The photos, I'm still wigged out by those. Um, you know, I just, it's no doubt frustrating to know that so-called journalists will get on the internet and just make money off of doing this type of shit. It's really frustrating. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to actively shill using my Mr. Underscore Smith dot exe programming and totally just like help usher in this new world order. I'm going to get paid well doing it. It's like, and and say that, and it's say that everybody else is getting paid. Like her whole thing about the conspiracy people is that they make millions off of, uh, exploiting desperate, you know, stupid people and that they're just making money hand over fist by what calling Tiffany Dover out as a, as a potential shill. I mean, who's making the money who gets paid millions to dish out incorrect information, Brandy, <laughs> not us. We're not over here making millions. You know, the guys over at fucking higher side chats or whatever, you know, people aren't making a living and get to live in a big mansion like you do. For talking about the same five fucking subjects all day long that, guess what, are bullshit. You know? look at, Take a look in a mirror there, darling. But another thing I want to point out is the weird cryptic messages on the Instagram. And it gave me flashes of Pizzagate. Mm. It gave me flashes of James Elephantis' Instagram page, which was a massive smoking gun then. It was the, it was the root, entire root of Pizzagate was that guy's weird fucked up Instagram page uh, with this lady turns out. So it happens, right? She gets the shot in December, I think 12th uh, or December 27th, perhaps it was, it was around Christmas time, December of 2020. And she disappears on Instagram. So she's posting pretty regularly. And then December hits that day hits and then she's gone. And her next post is uh, over a year later, February 25th, 2021. She posts a picture of her skiing 
wearing a mask and a helmet, a full mask, so you can't see her face and you can't tell that it's her. And the caption is, meet me on the other side of paradise. Oh, like over the rainbow by chance? (laughs) Or like, hey, I'm dead. (laughs) Meet me on the other side of paradise. Yes, that should help everybody really, uh, you know, assuage their concerns about you. Well, I just, I mean, that screams like one of them MK Ultra memes. It's like somewhere over this, uh, this journey, there's, there's uh, greener pastures. And then she's got this whole um, hair, hair color changes and goes mm-hmm. from brunette to blonde. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just seems a little MK Ultra-y. It, it does. It does seem, it has the hallmarks of spookage. And she doesn't post anything. And then April 10th, April 10th was the day. April 10th was the day that, that the NBC article was released. And on that day, Tiffany goes on Instagram and releases her first ever up close selfie video. Hey, it's me. I'm here. Listen to the podcast. Tiffany Dover is dead asterisk and read the article. It's me, baby. And she's back after two years, three years being gone. She's back. Now I'm going to stick with my original claim. They had to wait the two years to grow a new clone. I think so too. They had to grow a clone. They had to find a, the right body double. You know, we all know all white people look alike, so it's not really that far fetched to go and do it. Uh, I also found some other information that I really couldn't. I, there was some stuff floating around on the web um, concerning her ancestry.com account. Her Ancestry.com entry uh, shows that she died uh, under her maiden name. She'd previously lived in Higgins, Alabama, which is close to Chattanooga. Her husband's name is Dustin, by the way. Dustin Dover. Um, He made an entry onto the site, onto the sort of like Ancestry death certificate type of thing. And um, and that just exists. And they've kind of got screenshots of that floating around. They have people that uh, called Chattanooga Hospital, the Chattanooga Memorial Hospital, as saying that they were paying off the family, that they'd set up the you know the family for life, and all this stuff. I couldn't find anything really substantial to back that up, but there are stuff. There's stuff that is floating around out there that kind of shows this. Uh, there is even the real psychos, the real schizos, who follow her and her family on Instagram, and whenever they go to a restaurant. The psychos will call up the restaurant and make sure that they're actually there. <laughs> so, you know, part of me wants to really delve into the obvious spookiness of the whole situation. And the other part of me thinks to myself, well, if this gal really is just a normal gal who got caught up in this, then I feel bad for her. And I don't want to make it any worse. You know what she's really striking me like? It's like Schrodinger's Tiffany or something. Schrodinger's Tiffany. Yeah. Tiffany's existing in two simultaneous states at one time. Yeah. What happened to the Dufresnes, Servo says. Who could eat at a time like this? Uh, yeah. This is a, just a, a, another weird story in a couple of women of mystery that are running around doing spooky stuff. I, I highly recommend people check out this Brandy Zadrozny. She's the architect of all of this. If 
Tiffany Dover is alive and well, then Brandy is the one that tracked her down and convinced her to come out and do all this stuff and created all of this narrative and drama around it. And uh, she apparently is, is on the docket. She's the one who's talking about all the weird, goofy stuff that isn't true. So you got to kind of look at it with, with a suspect eye. It's pretty spooky. Especially with all these big media personalities getting canned these days. Oh, yeah. I had seen lots of people talking about it, but I, I didn't actually go in to see what really happened with the old Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. I think nobody really knows yet. There's too much fog of war, but allegedly he was going to Tucker was going to go on and do a piece that was going to take apart the uh, Ray Epps 60 minutes episode. And I guess his producers at Fox said, no, he couldn't run it. So I said, all right, I'm walking. (laughs) I'm walking. Uh, But that's not. That hasn't really been substantiated yet either, but that is the rumor that's floating around. Hmm. Also, another thing that was even quieter, because when all these distractive things go on, you know that people are going to make moves in the background. Some going to be some real juicy stuff going on. Well, it turns out that Joe Biden just quietly submitted a war powers resolution just yesterday, which puts American boots on the ground in Djibouti, Ethiopia, and the sedan for an indefinite amount of time. Oh, sweet. Yeah, isn't that great? Oh, we got we got some terror to fight. Yeah. That's what that sounds like to me. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. Letter to the Speaker of the House and President Pro Tempore of the Senate, consistent with the War Powers Resolution, Public Law 93-148. Dear Mr. Speaker, at my direction, the United States Armed Forces personnel have conducted an operation to evacuate United States personnel and others from Quartum, Sudan, in response to the deteriorating security situation in Sudan. So, to conduct and support this operation, the United States Armed Forces personnel will appropriate combat equipment deployed to Djibouti, Ethiopia, and, and Sudan. United States Armed Forces will personally personnel will remain deployed there to protect United States personnel and others until the security situation no longer requires their presence, whatever that means. And additional forces are prepared to deploy to the region if required, so we have reserves on hand as well. I directed this action consistent with my responsibility to protect the United States citizens, both at home and abroad, and furtherance of the United States national security and foreign policy interests, pursuant to my constitutional authority as Commander-in-Chief and Chief Executive to conduct foreign United States relations. Yours sincerely, Joe R. Biden, Jr. Robinette Biden, Jr. Yeah, Robinette. War powers. It would be cool to have some BTS war powers. Oh, wouldn't it, though? (laughs) Some lovely, lovely war powers. Call in an airstrike. Napalm. Yeah. My my closing clip here. I found a video of Tucker Carlson being confronted by a New Yorker while he was fly fishing uh, in Central Park at one of the lakes. And this guy was filming him. I guess this guy was like a Howard Stern personality. His name is Joey Boots. And he's this big New Yorker guy who goes around and kind of just like messes with people, you know? I'm New York. Hey. And he goes and he finds this guy fishing. And from what he sells, he doesn't even know who this guy, he doesn't even know who he is. 
And uh, you can tell from the video that it was shot a long time ago, maybe as far as 10 years ago. So it's very uh, probable that he didn't know he was. Uh, but the the audio is actually pretty decent. So go ahead and play that video file I sent you. How you doing? Great. I didn't know you could fish here. What is that? Huh? What is that? What is that? It's called a video camera. Oh, I didn't know you could fish here. You can? You can? Yeah. What are you fishing for? Are you videotaping me? Yeah. Why? Because you're in public. I can. Well, I know you can. I, okay. I'm not challenging your right. I just okay. want to know why you I find it interesting that you're fishing in Central Park. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely allowed. Okay. It's allowed in three ponds. It's allowed in the pond. I've never seen anybody fish here before. I videotaped that, which I find interesting and unique about the city of New York. Well, it's a good thing. Yeah, you can. You can um, go right on the, the Central Park website. And I'll okay. tell you, you can fish in the mirror. Yeah, no, I'm not challenging the fact that you can. I'm just curious. I've never seen anybody fishing. It's not very good fishing, and there's too many people around. What kind of fish are there? Um, there are largemouth bass. In this thing here? Yep. And what do you use for bait? Uh, I'm a white fly fish, so I use flies. Do you catch the flies yourself? No, flies are... I'll show you. Oh, those are the things you make. You, you, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the string. I'm stupid. I don't, I don't fly fish. That's all right. Most people don't. I've been like deep, you know, sea water, you know, deep sea fishing on party boats and such, French boats. Oh, okay. See, and you tie them. Yeah, yeah. And you tie your own flies? I do, yeah. You do? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in California. Yeah, you did a lot of fly fishing out there? Not really. No? But I learned in later life, and it's a great pleasure and a great sport. It's like relaxing, right? Very. Uh, and you know, you live in New York now? No. Well, I do live here part time, actually. Okay. Um, I can tell by your manner that you're from New York. Get the hell out of here! Is it my accent? It's everything about you. Uh -huh. I would say. <laughs> so when you videotape people, and I don't mind, right? But I bet you some people do. Yeah, they assault me sometimes. Is that true? Yeah. It makes for good video, though. What do you do with the video? I put it up on my channel. I have a lot of people to follow me. Do you really? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, so, you know, Tucker's just minding his own business fishing. And this guy just comes up on him with a with a video camera. Starts filming him, doesn't say anything, just stands there and is filming him. <laughs> and then this interaction happens. And Tucker is he figures, oh, this guy's a kook. This guy probably doesn't like me, he doesn't like Fox News, whatever. And he's and he's on guard at first, and then over time he's yeah, you think there's gonna be this altercation, but you know, Tugger totally just like dissipates the whole thing. It's a very <laughs> calm, cool exchange. Vibe check passed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more and more I see, because I don't like to follow, you know, media heads or politicians uh, really at all. And uh, the ones that I do follow end up usually disappointing me at some point. But uh, everything I've seen of this guy, he's, <laughs> he's a pretty funny guy. He's got a, I like the cut of his jib. He just, he always gives me the vibes that he's pinching one off. Yeah, yeah. He's got the bad cheese face. And I, I still, I still agree with Cersei Seat Sitter that he's going to be 
playing a bigger part, his truer part when it comes to the uh, so-called blue beam, the alien invasion. You think he's all about blue beam? Has he, has he talked about it before? Yeah. Uh, Chris and I have discussed it at length, how he's uh, or was in these particular clips. I, I don't know if his stance has changed really too much, um, but he was a big proponent of UFOs and he was, you know, pushing for this disclosure over the past couple of years, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, we'll see. We'll see where he goes. I mean, he hasn't told anybody what his plans are, where he's going. I saw the, the owner of the daily wire publicly on Twitter. Cause everybody thought he was going to go to the daily wire. And the owner publicly went on and said, yeah, I haven't talked to him, but if he wants to, I'll bust out the uh, the big checkbook, the novelty one, like the ones that they give away at golf tournaments, you know, the giant <laughs> cardboard checks. <laughs> Just call me. Call me, Tucker. <laughs> and then, of course, Don Lemon uh, was fired as well. Uh, he issued a statement. I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. And with that said, I want to thank my colleagues and blah, 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 blah. We have an incredible run, talented. I wish them all the best. CNN responded with Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. <laughs> Oops. CNN says he was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead he declined and released a statement on Twitter. So a bunch of big drama and bullshit. Who knows who's who is lying? Probably CNN. Night Turbo. Uh, yeah. Quite quite a day in media, and it's all anyone could talk about. And so when stuff like this happens, you got to kind of look around and see what's going on behind. So. That's where the uh, War Powers document came up on my radar. And we got a lot of Biden stuff in the meme section of the notes. So turns out that Hunter Biden is uh, being sued for child support by a stripper, I guess, that he knocked up, uh, Miss uh, London Roberts. Oh. She has a four-year-old daughter, Navy. And uh, the rumor is, is that uh, Hunter is hiding at the White House where she can't get him. Uh, also the laptop continues to be corroborated again and again, as if it needs corroboration, as if it needs to be proven any more than it already has. And I got another image from it and it happens to be someone who looks a lot like the big guy, Joe Biden, uh, kind of like groping a small Brown girl. So that's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Lots going on. I'm looking at the, uh, the wiki for the war powers resolution. Mm-hmm. Background, declare war. Under the United States Constitution, war powers are divided. Uh, you can declare war, raise and support armies, provide and maintain a, a navy. Is this? Uh, where was the the resolution? Mm, God damn it, I lost the other thing I was going to read out. The war powers requires the president to notify Congress within 48 hours of committing armed forces to military actions and in, in Forbids armed forces from remaining oh my. for more than 60 days. God damn it. Yep. Um, Quite yeah. the situation. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's generally what I've got. 
I would maybe like to circle back on Brandy, talk about her a little more, but there are other women of mystery out there uh, that uh, need to be discussed. And I want to thank some of the producers that have shown out in the last week uh, that have sent me suggestions and information concerning other women of mystery. So thank you very much. There shouldn't be a shortage of that. Let's um let's get into some screamos here and wrap this up for tonight. 612-263-7999. Give us a call. Hi, it's Sir Candanavi, and I had really nothing to scream about until I just talked to my accountant and they missed my uh actual entire income from my house. And that's why I have a rebate sent back to me instead of tax. So now I can't keep that over $4,000, and I have to do my taxes over again because they fucked up. Lame. <laughs> Stab those taxes. It's a good good scream, a good reason to scream, that's for sure. Taxes, aren't they fun? <laughs> well, these people aren't going to blow themselves up. Certainly not. Well, best of luck, uh, Sir Canadian. I hope you can get that rectified. Yes, indeed, sir. Those fucking bastards. Karma to you, Sir Canadian. Uh, oh, who was also an abs in a six pack lately? T- uh, was it Advil that they were discussing? It was a Tylenol story, or Tylenol. It wasn't a story that I was familiar with. Yeah, someone poisoning Tylenol. Yeah, the. <laughs> We had yeah. we had a texter come through with an image discussing uh, phrases to use with "good boy" in the bedroom, uh, trying to spice up my dirty talk in the bedroom. I'm 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 thinking calling him a good boy is super hot, but I don't know what else to say without him uh, without it sounding dumb. Men, what else do you like your lady saying to you? Ladies, what do you say to your man that drives him wild? Uh, and then someone commented, "To be honest, just good boy is pretty hot." Well, I I think that good girl is really hot, good and girl. I've I've had I've had a good reaction when I say that to a lady while we're getting heated and doing things. If, if she's doing a good job, I tell her, you know, good girl. Uh, and then we had a YouTube link from another texter saying would make a cool summary. Let's see what this is real quick. Oh, that's a hour-long video saying, or the title Hitler's Miracle Drug That Stops Soldiers From Needing Sleep Blitz. Oh, meth? Uh, yeah. The Nazis on drugs. Mmm. <laughs> is a good girl. Oh, th- I've, I've heard a story about this. There was a guy that ended up uh, surviving for almost a whole week, just gacked out of his mind with skis. And uh, I forget the actual name of the pills, but he ended up taking the whole regiment's worth in one go because he tried to pop one straight from the the container. Ended up swallowing the whole thing. Oops. Yeah. He ended up surviving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he had a high quality of life for the rest of his days. Oh, yeah. I'll um, maybe we can play it for post show. It's pretty fucking funny. Uh, We got a couple more screams left to go. Let's go through them. Uh, which is this one? I just um, I just wanted to say 
good boy. Mmm. Spoils it. Give it to us raw and wriggling. Collar is a good boy. Good boy. Collar's the best boy. The key grip. <laughs> uh, I am a key grip. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Hello there. It's behind the schemes. Where we all give a little scream mail. Oh yeah. So uh let's see. Scream, 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 scream. I don't have anything to scream about. A few, you know, uh I read a vendor or I helped uh helped uh somebody out with uh their vendor booth at a like a fair thing. And uh a kind of fair thing, whatever, some sort of festival, whatever. But uh and uh you just had like the if you've ever done it, you've done it kind of thing. But you just say like a farmer's market or something like that. And like people put all this work into their stuff, you know, all the all the work that just goes to kind of get them, get them there, the pop-up tent, the, you know, the weights for the tent and just making the booth look nice. And then let alone all the work that it, it takes to get the, whatever your product is, you know, if it's, if it's uh, wood or rocks or growing stuff or making stuff, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. Insert thing. Um, but, uh, and then I guess just kind of like how, how like, uh, myself in general too can just like, you just pass by something or you, you don't give enough attention to it. And not that you're like, some of the stuff is just not interesting, you know, but it's going to be interesting to something else, somebody else. But like, bottom line, it's just like, just give that courtesy to the people. If you're going to talk to them, you know, like hey, they know that everybody's not going to buy their thing sort of deal. Um, or it's not going to be something that interests them or they're in the market for or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's like if you kind of start up a conversation, at least kind of say goodbye or, or end it or, you know, sort of thing. And, uh, um, yeah, because it's like that person's, I don't know, it's just two different. You, you can imagine it. But, uh, yeah, just kind of like end end the conversation or something like that versus just like, oh, yeah, and then walk off sort of thing. You know, just, get, just be friendly, I guess. Just give that little, oh, thanks, you know, you know, have a great day or, or something like that. You don't have to give an excuse. Oh, maybe I'll swing by later, which I've done. You know, maybe I'll swing by later and grab something, you know, or whatever. Just, just kind of end it, you know, because, yeah, and just, yeah, I guess be be a little bit more polite because, you know, kind of have sometimes you have that nice conversation and whatnot, and, and then they're not going to get anything, and they just kind of walk off, and you're just kind of like, ah, you know, in your head a little bit. You're like, dude, you know, give it just a bye, you know, whatever. Anyway, happy that. Lavash, Blueberry Mothman of the Dead Bird on the Sidewalk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, love you guys. Stay dangerous. And Kakaa! Thank you for the courtesy, Kakaaler. Yes. A wonderful Kakaal as always. Uh, Christopher Battles is a good man. Not a good boy. A good man. It takes a lot of work to be a good man. It certainly does. So I hear. I think the uh, politeness, it's the lost art. I it truly I, is. I, I fucking struggle bus all the way to fucking pound town with that one. Oh, I try so hard. It's like making an ice sculpture. You know? You spend all this time doing it, and then it just melts away. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. I needed you. Uh... Um, yeah. 
And that, I think, concludes us on all of the voicemails. Uh, but that doesn't stop you from being able to call us at any point within, within the next week. 612-263-7999 is that telephone number. That's right. 612-263-7999. And uh, thanks to uh, all of our callers. We had a great slew of callers tonight. As a matter of fact, I think that was Vox's first time calling in. So that's awesome. I believe so as well. Unless I'm blanking, I'm pretty sure it is. I think she even said that it was her first time. So thank you very much. Thanks to everybody else who calls in. And also, uh, Christopher Battles uh, even scribbled us on the, his uh, traditional ceremonial uh, promotion that he does for Hog Story. So that was really sweet. That's going to be an awesome collage someday. Yeah. I hope he, I wonder if he's got a big box where he saves them all. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure what happens to him. No one does. No one does. Yeah. We'll be back for episode 150 of next week. Uh, But then after that, on 151, we got Matt Bigelow from the Japan What podcast coming back to the green room. Hell yeah, Japan What? Episode 151. Yeah, so tune in then, and please tune in for uh, next week for our big 150, our big three-year. We'll be uh, doing pins, we'll be doing all kinds of fun stuff. As this is indeed a value-for-value production, we don't have ads, we don't have any corporate sponsorship, uh, because we don't want to do lame reads, and we don't want to be beholden to anyone, and have the conversations that we want to have stifled or censored. And uh, the way that radio continues on is support like you. Uh, if you'd like to support us with any, by any means, you can go to zososcorner.substack.com and uh, even if you chat with us, it makes all the difference. Also, check us out at spook.social and be, be free of all the limitations of social media. Spook.social. Yeah, I think I'm going to follow the lead of Sir Spencer and uh, make sure the the proper sats are sent to Joe and Jen, which I want to thank again. I'll be sending those through Fountain. Make sure they get that proper cut. Indeed, indeed. They are doing the work. And uh, make sure to check out a Legit Bat Podcast when you can. But until that time, I'm signing out of here, and I've been Booberry, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse. And to the best of my knowledge, I think I've been lavish. Look at what MK Ultra is. I'm a good boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who did that? Who, who just came? She's perfect and she's beautiful and stunning and brave. I feel like he's going to come, honey, into my food. I'm coming for you, Barbara. Give that little sweetheart a little bit of love. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. I'm I a think good I'm a, boy. Well, he is a good boy. Good boy. Good. There's a certain feeling you get when Blueberry grabs your ISO.
Oh yeah. And deems it worthy of spamming mm-hmm. on his board. I, I fucking love it. Yeah. 